don't touch anything. <laughs> it's the greatest find yet. Nothing compares to it. But it's definitely something you should hear. This is The Real Deal with Larry Lawton. Welcome to The Real Deal. I'm Larry Lawton. And how do you like my new intro? And I got my intro with my buddy. Bulldog gave it to me today. I was on Bulldog's show. And uh, listen, we're going to have such a good time. Bulldog, welcome back to the show. Larry, thank you for the invite. This is uh, this is awesome, and I'm glad you like the new intro. Oh, man, you know, I, 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 listen, uh, I'm learning a lot from you. And I mean this, and I'll say it publicly, you know, I, I tell everything. It's the real deal. Yep. Uh, thank you. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Just the little tips you give me, the little stuff that means something. Dude, if I was going to... Say rob a jewelry store. <laughs> Let's say I would, not. <laughs> I would listen to everything. Yeah, but man, you're 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 kind of getting into this thing, and and I've just done it. And if I you've could done offer, it for so long, I, man, thirty years, uh, twenty five, twenty five years, twenty five years. But but the thing is, like little tiny things make such a difference. And I have to learn them all, too. You, you know, it's you great. Know? Uh, I, uh, I came on your show today. You know, I came on last week. It was great. You came on mine. Yep. And, again, we had some people, and they were emailing me. I got to share some email. And they were cool. Oh, you can see you guys get along. You must know them all the time. Uh, cool guy. I didn't hear what you said. You got to, you know, like, give your audience. They didn't get that one yet. What? Like, you know, like you said, Larry, when you ask, when you tell someone on a show, you're going to do something on that. Oh, show. oh, those are that. No, no, no. That's yeah. important. Listen, I'll tell my oh, audience everything. Oh, okay, They're growing okay. with me. All right. You know, I mean, I'm really proud of us and what we do, but I don't mind get, like like showing people that I don't know shit. And, and I, I'm learning. And yeah, it's not that you don't know shit. You know, a lot that it's, you're getting into a whole new thing here and little tiny things. So, what I said to Larry, folks, is this. And if you tell the audience that you're going to talk about something, and look, Larry has tremendous ADD. <laughs> bad, bad. He's all over the place, but it's fun. It is okay. But, it's when, so you, but true, when, when you're sitting there talking about, hey, uh, hold on, tell tell the people about that story, and then you switch and you take. Now we're going to smoke a cigar, and then you never go back to that. Let's smoke the cigar. There, that we will. <laughs> See, there you go. But if we had told somebody that we're going to talk about uh, Larry, example. I just bought a new car yesterday, and I, I got it. Man, it's unbelievable. This car, I want to recommend everyone. Hey, do you want to have a cigar? Let's have a cigar. Right. Let's okay, cigar. now we have a cigar. Now we start smoking, and I say, these Crooked Diamond cigars are awesome. Then we drift off into a whole other thing. We never go back to the, my new car. And there's maybe a few hundred people out there who are going to say, hey, well, I what kind of car it was? I exactly. wonder what it is. So it's almost, I look at it as I lied to the audience. Because I told them I was going to tell them something, and I didn't. And the most important thing to me is the audience. Oh, I do, I, too. I, mean, I do, I I do the show for the audience. And and without them, you know, I don't have a show. But I'm just saying, so that's one of those things. If you say you're going to do something, and that's why I always have a piece of paper next to me. And as I'm working, I'll write little notes down. And just to go back to it so we don't forget. I, I, you know, you, you listen, I'm. it takes me usually a long time to... to catch something once i do catch it I, it becomes you know i i own it meaning good or bad right. and then I, like you're gonna see <clears> things <throat> like you don't realize people don't realize they know me they go oh, wow you did that and, and i heard it 
from somebody who's been in the business or some kind right. like the sign on the back of me right now <laughs> that, will, that will happen i mean yeah, i'm not yeah. saying it can be tomorrow but I'll, ha- I'll i usually what i do is when i get downtime and then and that's very very little uh i write things down i do like my own like repairs on my rv i mean we're God, talking you got about a lot that. Of them. yeah <laughs> fuck you it's still nice <laughs> See, I can say fuck you. Oh, There's yeah. no fucking yeah. dump button. No, no. I learned all that. about the dump button today. <laughs> he has his hand. I go, why is your hand stuck to this thing? Because it's for you, Larry. No. <laughs> it's a dump button. Uh, but, you know, I really mean it. Thank you for very much because I love to learn. That's one thing I do. I come from a different world. People know that. I mean, you know that. Yes, sir. Uh, and, you know, my buddy used to tell me, he goes, Larry, and I won't get off. Great point. Just give me about your interview. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because in the beginning, I was really bad. Yeah. Uh, and now, obviously, people know me enough to know that you know why did he say that? What's going on? What happened? And I come from a world where, listen, I didn't know, understand business, no less fucking anything. In our business, if you didn't do something right, you might die. Uh, and I, that's not even being funny. You had to have balls, brains, and maybe okay. Courage. So, so. When you start, like, if I just said what you just said, mm-hmm. I've got to go back and tell everybody what business I was in. Because you just can't say, you know, because of the business I was in, you needed this, this, and this. Because on, on terrestrial radio, people are tuning in that have never heard you before. You're Fortunately, you've got 139 episodes. People kind of know who they're tuning into. But what about the one guy who just found your show? Episode, I'm, I'm clicking through Spotify. Who is Larry Lawton? What is this all about? The real deal. I listened to it. Now, you just said, in my business, so for the folks who are listening right now, that what have I'm no tell idea, him. but for the folks who are listening right now who don't know what business you were in, you got to explain it. Well, I, I'm a little different on here because they go back. I, I and I want them to go back. No, I understand that, but you haven't said today yet. I, I know, and what, I'm not going to do that every, every show. Well, then you... you just, you know, you could say, I it's was a former rock. Uh, well, you know, you know if they're here and they don't know that thing, right. Ferguson, why, why did I tune in? Usually the okay. heading itself, they'll tell what the show oh, is about. It's, it's not a Ocean 98, which right. has everything to do with a fucking Ocean City, Maryland. Everything. <laughs> really. <laughs> not I mean, really. No. Yeah, it does. Come well, on. I watched today. You're on no. your show. And you had a, you had a councilman who was pretty good about a fucking $40 million project, which is stupid. But... I think that's everything to do with Ocean City, Maryland. Well, well, that, well that is, yeah. But we're, we're, we do a, a lot of, you know, we do other stuff outside of Ocean City, too. But, yes, we are focused on, I mean, we're here. The difference between my show here and, and say, uh, a syndicate or a... Uh, Howard Stern. Or Howard, okay, Howard Stern. He's on, you know, if people want to tune into Howard Stern, they could. But they're never going to hear Howard Stern talking about that pothole that you and I just went over on Coastal Highway. They can't relate to it. I could because I just went over that pothole. So, and I understand my, both that's, sides that's of it. That's my though. attraction to local radio, and I, I love that. I, I love local radio. No, and and, I, and, and there's, listen, yeah. I think there's a place for everything, especially sure. with people who go to work and they have it in their car or yeah. wherever or wherever they listen to their own radio. I mean, I remember I always liked a show, and I, I was a Howard Stern guy, and I was different shows, and I like shows to this day, and you know, even podcasts. I, I like Rogan. So what I would do. Is that be into a part of the show, uh, Howard Ceremony, anything? And I wait in my driveway until something happened and quit. You don't have to do that with Rogan because I know where it is. I just go back and I click on that thing. You know, as a, as a, a terrestrial radio guy and folks listening out there, that is one of the best compliments I can get. 
when I run into somebody and they say that to me, man, you made me late for work. I was listening to your interview with this, or I was listening to that, or I was listening. And I sat in my car and waited because I wanted, that's the best, that's the best compliment we can get. Uh, I 100% agree. Yeah. And matter of fact, I remember when I first went on your shows, and many years ago, uh, some I think it was Sip even. So man, I was in the driver. I was I was listening to you. You know, <laughs> or, you know, you know. I, I mean, I of course I think it's a great. Mm. And my my only point when you said to go <clears throat> over who you are or what you well, are. Well, I was just giving day. an example. For yeah, those yeah. Who just, that's all. But everybody knows Larry. Larry uh, Lawton is the. Now, yeah, yeah. this is my show. You can sit there and, and not, see. I'm gonna tell you about something. Okay, we gotta go back on cigars. Can it, wait, so first so of all, my sponsor. I, I, I do know this business a little bit. Now, you fucked with me today on your show. I did. He fucked with me. But we, we but can, can I? Can I have one? You can not only have one. We can both have one, right? Oh yeah, my smoke god! One right I, here. I love these cigars. Why can't we smoke in your? No. <laughs> no, I, no. You know that was an answer. I didn't hear the why. No. Oh, because we can't. It's it's. I'm a, I'm a absolute a smoke free business. You're a smoke free business. Uh, does your owner of that? I mean, does that guy smoke? Uh, uh I don't know. If it, no, not not. Okay. not so I, I just. I mean, yeah. I, I only asked him yeah. if he wanted a cigar. So Larry, Larry met uh, my buddy Leighton Moore, who owns the station and Secrets, and and you two guys are going to get together tomorrow. I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, I want to see the distillery, and, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, uh, now, you have a paper pen. Thank you. You have it. And I'm going to start doing that. That is a good... Even if it's just a note here or there. That's all it is. You like that cutter, huh? That's a really nice cutter. Yeah, that's a $300 cut. I told you I robbed Jesus. it. Jesus. I robbed that. That's you what a $300 cutter? No. But I'll tell you, these guys at Oliva know what they're doing. <laughs> you are that good is, at this game. <laughs> if, if you had to have a $300 cutter, there's no better one to have than an Oliva. It's cutter. not an Oliva. It's it, a DuPont. JB Plant, you know, oh, oh. you know the Carl Corporation. Well, of course, yes. That, that's why it's a <laughs> They put their name on it. Well, the main, the name that matters to me is Oliva. I agree because on Oliva cigars are the guys that back my friend Larry ah. with the Crooked Diamond cigars. And if you go to CrookedDiamond.com, you can order yours right now. You are Churchill's fucking good. And, Churchill's and Robustos. Uh, double Robusto as well. Oh, a double Robusto. Yeah, so a double okay. Robusto. What is Robusto. a double Robusto? Uh, a little fatter. Okay, we have a five. By uh, fifty four, we have a six by uh, fifty, okay. a seven by fifty to Churchill, <clears throat> and then we have a six by sixty, which is a double. So yes, we have a, uh, the four four types of scores, and a lot's <coughs> happening, lots changing in our stuff and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I I'm, you know, I've learned. Obviously, he's been doing this for twenty five years. I've been doing it for a year and a half or something like that. Uh, obviously, I was never into. I understand the media very well. Obviously, I was in TV a lot, and I do that. And, and again, you learn. And I remember my first interview, and I mean that. I was so fucking bad. I got, I got people who were. Were you nervous? No. Not even. I don't give a fuck. I mean, I'm at that point where, listen, I, I speak in front of a lot of people, like right. three, four, five hundred people at a time. Wait, were you nervous the first time you had to Never. Neither was never. I. I never got nervous in front of a crowd. Never even. And, and you know what? I always think not everybody's going to like me, not everyone's going to hate me. And fucked everybody who does or don't. And you know what? I went into that with I believe in what I talk about because I won't. I don't lie. People say this to me all the time uh, in the book and everywhere. Man, I went on. Did you ever hear a concrete podcast? It's no. a pretty big podcast. And so their producers there, and you know they did set up and all works. And the guy, so I was on a on the podcast for three hours. 
And he goes, you know, at the end, he goes, this is our third time on our show. He goes, I actually Google every word, almost you say, from your operations, things I've had wrong with me, to what, and everything you ever say has been right on. I says, because I don't have to lie. So when you lie, then you have to remember a lie. I don't have to fucking lie. You know, if if you don't tell a lie, you don't have to have a good memory. That's a great line. And that's the truth. And uh, actually, I think Leighton's the one who told me that. But I'll tell you a a line that I heard about lying, and I'll never forget it. And I've used it. fucking cigar. And how's your I, car? That I, new car you bought? I didn't buy a new car. I know. We were you. T- I'm not lying about that. I was an example. But, <laughs> but, but, one of I my favorite you. movies ever, Thief with James Conn. An old one. one. My, one of my favorite movies of all time. And there's a scene in there when he's sitting across the table. I don't know if you remember the movie. He was the diamond I, thief. I, I kind of like uh, Okay. I, and I so, like so he's, he's sitting across the table. From a uh, from or no he, uh, Willie Nelson. Uh, James Conn was in prison with Willie Nelson, I guess. And he became Willie Nelson was in the movie. Yeah, and Willie and they're sitting kind of like this, but there was a, a mirror, you know, a wall okay, between yeah. us. And we're talking glass. through the glass, and we're talking through the little holes. And so James Conn was talking to uh, Willie, and he said, "He goes, look, I, I met this girl. He goes, but she doesn't know what I do. You know that he was an diamond. He goes, so do I bullshit her along, or what do I do?" And so Willie Nelson said this, and I've used this before, and I've told this to my kid, both my kids. And I said, lie. he said, lie to no one. Because if it's someone you care about, you're going to ruin it with a lie. And if it's someone you don't care about, who the fuck are they you got to lie to? What a great line. Right? What a great line. What a great line. You know, it, it, it's funny because, you know, when you write a book that becomes a bestseller, but first of all, when, when, when publishing places want it and everything else, they vet the book. I mean, they go through they go through so much <clears throat> stuff in the book, and I'm not talking about change the person's last name or something which I've done, but they go through your book. I mean, your years, your time, your this, everything that goes on, and you know, like this is, wow, this was easy. You know, I mean, do you know anybody who's written a best selling book? Yeah, I do. Some guy named Larry Lawton. That's a book right here, ladies it, and gentlemen. I, here it is. I, it's you, called Gangster Redemption. It's available at Reality. What is it again? Fucking reality check program. No, not no, not fucking reality. It's reality check program. Not fucking reality. Bulldog. Reality you check got program. Me com. Fucking laughing inside Morty now. <laughs> he he is such. He is a pro. Let me tell you what I mean. I know he's fucking with me now, but he's such a pro. And I was on his show today, and I've been on his show enough yeah. to know you really fucking run a professional show. Yeah, and thank I, you. I appreciate that. And, 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 right. and I always say that because you know we went to lunch today. And uh, this is the truth. We went to lunch today, and I hope the guy listens to it. We went to lunch, and the place was great. Uh, uh, Rapinos, Uh Rapinos in Ocean City, Maryland. Mm -hmm. And uh, we we bought a pizza. I had never been there before. Bulldog is down the road. Ocean Secrets is on 49th, and this place is on, I think, 33rd. Maybe. Something like that. I've seen it, but it's tucked away behind a Burger King. And I've just never thought to go there, and I've never heard anything about it. It's great. It, it not great. only was great, what did we both say? They need to advertise. They well, got to yeah. let people know who to... If you knew... First of all, if yeah. you had that on your show, you know how many people have been there? I know. You'd have packed it out. I, yeah. And then you do an opening event there or something. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. what. 
I hate opening it up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you can't hate everything. You can't hate your little fucking and all no. you live in your booth. No, no, I go. No, I go out on the road. It's it's funny uh, when I here. I'll give you a, a, a good story about uh, Layton, who you met today. I, I want to ask okay. questions too about it. Okay, when I first started here in two thousand and four, two thousand five, two thousand five, um, they had a thing. There was a car dealership, and they wanted us to come out there and do a live remote from mm-hmm. a car dealership. Okay, and of course, as everybody knows, uh, live remotes are very popular in the eighties and. So I said, all right, we're going to go do it. We're going to do a live remote from a car dealer because, of course, it's an impulse item. Everybody just hears it on the radio and buys a car. All right, whatever. So we go out there and do it. And he said to me, he said, you're not doing this anymore. I said, why not? Is it raining? Could be. Yeah, it is. And I said, said, we're not. He said, you're not doing this anymore. I said, why not? I said, we need to do this. He goes, look. He goes, if you're going to take the time to do that, he goes, go spend the time with your family. Late. He goes, I don't care about the money. Because we're not, you know, we make money. We make, I said, we need money. He goes, we don't need the money. He goes, you go spend time with your family instead of spending time at a car dealer. That's the kind of guy he is. He really said that. 100%. And, he and, gets mad about the commercials. Like when we're talking, he comes in the studio and we're talking. I go, I got to take a commercial. He goes, no. I said, dude, dude, we got to, this how, we're a commercial station. We make money that care about that. Can we stop doing commercials? Does he own the station? Yeah. He owns it. Then, then he's right. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's you not. Always, uh-huh. You know what you told me? Uh-huh. Off air. Uh-huh. This wasn't this. You told me Lake was always right. <laughs> he, he pisses me off at how right he is about things. I don't like to admit it, but he's right. Up. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's okay. Uh, no, uh, uh, well, uh-huh. we're going to talk about uh-huh. something. Because, yeah. okay, last show yes. we had, we were all over the place. Larry's ADD was, like, on fire. You ain't kidding. Hey, is it raining out? Okay, sorry. ADD, Larry. Go ahead. <laughs> it is raining. Let's talk about the weather. Okay. I'm fucking with you now, <laughs> How old are we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hold on. Because let me tell you, that makes real compelling radio. Let's talk well, about the weather. You, listen, you know when you can make the weather compelling, you know you're good. Mm-hmm. That is true. And I heard that from... Who was the George Collin? He says, and, and and you watch his document. Did you watch his documentary? Number one, he has a, a doc. There's a documentary. Well, he goes when you can talk about nothing and it's interesting, then you know you're it. I do that every day. That's talk about nothing. Well, what, what do you say? I, I, you know, my my show is like kind of like Seinfeld, the radio show. Yeah. It's kind of like you know, it's a show about nothing, but it's about everything. But you showed me today. Even I, I, I knew it last show. Even I knew it before. You're very, very good at what you do, and I don't Thank mean you. just the, the bullshit you're sitting here. Uh, how you have things and you and you set. I got to learn that. Now, and my yeah. buddies told me that, Larry. You know what you need, and it's Larry. You're amazing. What you do. There's not. I mean, what you've done and accomplished. He goes, but you need a good number two. And what he meant by that was not a guy that wants the limelight or what it is, but a guy who's a very good organizer mm-hmm. and handle things because you are all the fuck over the place. And that's not bad. If you read the three best books I read, I mean, for business books, is Elon Musk, Bill Gates, and Steve Jobs. Okay. Read their books. Mm-hmm. You and I are a lot like, no, maybe more me. You're more organized, way more organized. Those guys were so fucking all over the place. Talk about ADD. But they were visionaries. And, oh, is that fucking great? This is when you know you're in an RV. Now is the weather fucking compelling? 
Now it you is. just heard the <laughs> RV is shaky. Matter of fact, everybody, we, we might we might not make it out of here. You know, there might be a hurricane coming, and we're in trouble. What? That, yeah, a hurricane. That's the weather. We're uh, making it compelling. God. Ah, we're fucking with you. It's a little bit. You, no, 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 uh, you live in Florida. Have you, did you guys have you been in any of the bad hurricanes? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't get. I don't give a fuck about it. Okay, I really don't. And that is the weather you're hearing, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and it, it is compelling. You can make anything fucking compelling. Because if you were fucking right now, what you can say on this show, and isn't it better to fuck in the rain? You ever fuck in the rain? I probably have. You fucking out. <laughs> I once fucked a girl over the hood of a car, and it's fucking raining, and it was fucking great. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's compelling. Okay. Now we're going to get it. <laughs> uh, I, I really, I'm just fucking with now. Both you know people. how long people spend on Pornhub? Each, uh, the we did that person. today on your show. Well, that was just, uh, to me, that was a weird stat. People spend like nine minutes and 54 seconds on Pornhub average. That's a ton of time. Yeah. I, That's absolutely. a long time. Remember what I said? Dude, I, I've I ever, said one and a half minutes. Larry... <laughs> Larry's had relationships that haven't lasted that long. Oh, many. <laughs> Most. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, people said, you get in a relationship every day. Yeah. <laughs> I get out of them every day. Uh, but no, uh, I want to get a little bit more serious because we're fucking around. Because I, yeah. I, I can have so much fun with you, Bulldog. And I mean that. Thank you, Larry. In a great way. Uh, I like it. Like I said, I get interviewed a lot. Okay. And you like, you interview a lot of people. I watched an interview today. That I, how does he do it? Uh, and but we're gonna get into a little bit better because there are. Which and, one? Can you, you write you, this down? You, you, can you write uh, this down? Sure. You you watched a few interviews today. Uh, uh, yes. We had can a you write doctor. Can you, a... can you write that down? What? Just uh, uh, interview. Sure. All right. Now he's writing it down for me because this is gonna be my new job. He's even training me. On no. That. So so because I can't like, write today. Today, for instance, we did. I interviewed a doctor about the flu and COVID and RSV. And I want to tell him some we, bullshit there. I just believe too much. And see, that's my issue. We had an interview <laughs> with uh, a right girl. Up. We had a girl uh, named Gabby from The Bachelorette. That's the one. And Dancing with the Stars. And, now, and uh, I'm sorry, and, Gabby. Yeah. I don't know who the fuck Gabby is. Why would you? You don't watch Bachelorette. You don't watch Dancing with the Stars. Why would but, you know? You know, her? she mentioned Survivor. You guys mentioned Survivor. I love Did Survivor. you hear what I said? What? We used to bet on Survivor oh, yeah, in prison. Yeah. Literally, bet. I mean, there would be a group that watched Survivor because it came out. I don't know what year because I was in. It came out in two thousand one, nineteen ninety nine or two thousand somewhere around there. Because You're right, cause I was living. The, I was living in the islands at the time. Wow, in, I was living in St. Martin. We didn't have television, but this show seemed so compelling to me. It was a third. I think it was on Thursday nights. And we used to. My wife and I used to go out to a bar. And we had a little group of people that used to sit and watch. It was Wednesday or Thursday night, watch Survivor. I think it was and Thursday. Was, and yeah. the reason I know, because yeah. I was in prison and yeah. I was on an island too, but it was a fucking yeah. real island. <laughs> You couldn't leave. There was no boat getting off. Well, I didn't think so. <laughs> but we used to watch it in a TV room. Okay. And we'd bet. We In the beginning, we'd literally fuck what are you, What are you guys betting? You you get in there and we put all the names of the people on. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, is what are you playing for? Stamps. Books of stamps. It's money, uh, you know. Everybody has that. okay. They have commissary, right? Or, or you, yeah, or no, no, but we. It's not about commissary. It's okay. not about. I'm, I want to get into you because you get me on my fucking ADD. Like you're fucking ADD. <laughs> no, it's not my ADD because you said something. It's interesting, and I don't know anything about I, I, it. So, I, I, and, so, and, so, and I'm going so to get what, back to it. No, you won't. Some no, other you, day. You won't. So what? Are, what are? What are? Explain to me what stamps are. You and I are betting. What are we doing? Uh, uh, you you want to have your? Toy. I don't want to fuck this up. <laughs> you want your toy? Yeah. All right. Oh, oh, back to that. 
Now you got. Right, now, now, you got, now you have all your toys. Are you leave the other one up. Okay, right, go ahead. Now you can okay. play with everything you want. What do you want to play with? Keep going. All right. So, <laughs> so anyway, he's got his little sound machine. Uh, but I, no. What, what does I, that again, mean? I want to thank say, you. What, when you say stamps, what does that mean? Okay, like in every every environment you're at, forget prison. There's a there is bartering or there is money. Uh, what ha- what happens is in prison, it used to be cigarettes was the currency. Right. It's no more. They don't okay. sell cigarettes. Or okay. they, the cigarettes are illegal. It's still there and it's still right. a good currency, but it's it's not. It's now become gold. Okay. Instead of regular money, uh, but stamps is money. So a book of stamps when I was in was five dollars. Like like you talking about regular stamps? Yes. Like they go on an envelope? Yes. Oh, I think you're talking about something special. Okay, stamps. stamps. Okay, gotcha. No, this isn't fucking the green stamps. I got Remember you. those fucking things? S and H green stamps. Love those things. Uh, yeah, they're out. <laughs> I think when we cleaned my mom's house, that place she's got a bunch of the, the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, oh, oh books of S and H green stamps. Yeah. All right, so that, so stamps. That's what your money. That's has. what I'm saying. Got so it. we okay. everybody would have to put up a book of stamps. Right. Now in prison, a book of stamps when I was in was five dollars, even though the stamp was thirty cents. The stamp when I went in was I think thirty cents. Even though it's thirty cents, it was really a quarter. Okay, so twenty stamps is a book of stamps. It's five dollars. Okay. Period. Got it. Story. Got it. So we, to people who use stamps, which is the mail guys, who uh, legal guys that always mailing stuff out, would buy them at five dollars and actually save money. So they but and uh, you thought, it's good. a commodity. I got you. So you 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 weren't you on stock exchange? I was on the commodity. I was on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange for eighteen years. Wow, I mean that blew me away. And, and and you have to listen everybody to our last <clears> show. And you'll hear, uh, yeah, last show, and you'll hear Bulldog on it. Talk about that, because I had no idea, and that's an amazing. And obviously, you have the brains to do whatever you want. <laughs> you, yeah, you do. Fuck <laughs> it. All right, now I'm getting into my interview with you. Okay. Because people ahead. did want to know a little bit. They go, how did you, you told me how you got in a radio on St. Martin. How do you get to meet the guy who owns Secrets? Did he own the radio show back then? Mm. And, uh, oh, you can write stuff down. I'm, I must be hitting good things. Well, okay, so. How did you meet Leighton? And <clears throat> how did you get here to Ocean City, Maryland? Okay. That two great it. stories. Two, two questions. <clears throat> okay. So I had a, a buddy of mine when I was in Chicago, a radio guy. His name was Mancow. I don't know if you ever heard of Mancow. Of course. You know Mancow? Uh, I, I've been on the show. Okay. Okay. All right, so he had, he had a radio show in Chicago. So he was his show. Now I w- I was living on the island of St. Martin at the time. I left Chicago. I moved to St. Martin, and I wasn't on the run. I know. Okay. We, we went over that. Later. Did we talk about <laughs> yeah. that? All right. If, listen to the last show, and you'll see. I was not on the run. So um, he caught. He was syndicated all over the place, and one of his radio stations that he was syndicated to was a station in Ocean City. I don't remember which station. I don't even think they're here anymore. But he was syndicated here, and they were doing a promotion. I think it was a Jose Cuervo thing. So, obviously, Secrets, being the largest nightclub on the East Coast, was a destination for this promotion. So they brought in Mancow. They had a big thing on the on the beach here at Secrets where they did uh, a big, I don't know, some show or whatever, music, whatever it was, and a promotion for Cuervo. Somehow Leighton met Mancow. Mancow met Leighton. Uh, I don't know how they met. Leighton owns the place. Mancow was there. They got together. They met. I get a phone call. He calls me down at St. Martin, uh, and, and Mancow says to me, he goes, man, he goes, I just met this guy. You got to meet this guy. He goes, this guy's awesome. 
But that that you I was you in didn't Sandmark. do, but you didn't do the man catch. You weren't on his show. No, no, no. I you, I, I met him. That's a whole nother story. Well, I, I mean, that, that people that, are gonna say, that, well, how do you get the man cow to call you? Oh in? Oh my god. Okay, so you we can't just well, do we that. were. You're right. We were friendly. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going all the way back to the man cow. That's a whole nother thing. But anyway, man, well, we can go back there if you want. Do you need a drink? Another drink? Not yet. We're gonna uh, keep going because I am gonna be. Yes, put that down. I'm, uh, we gotta so, have one uh, drink. Uh, all right. So, well, I know I'll have a, a, a cocktail. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right, so I went, Mancow called me and said, dude, I want to bring this guy to the islands because where we are now, where Larry and I are at Secrets at Ocean City, it looks like Jamaica. Leighton is a huge fan. You could ask him about that tomorrow. You could ask him about Jamaica. Which one do you want? I'll go Lakers. Okay. And I'll, uh, uh, I'll go with you. Okay. Please. Go ahead. Okay. So, so, he's, um, so he says, I want to bring this guy to the islands. I want to, I want to show him a good time. Because I was I was pretty dialed in in St. Martin, and I could show him a good time. So he sets up a a, a trip for this guy. Uh, Leighton and his girlfriend at the time were coming down, and now now you got to right, so uh, another very good friend of mine is a guy by the name of Banky Banks, and he has a place in Anguilla. It's called the Dune Preserve. Every year he does a huge event. It's called Moonsplash. So Moonsplash, he brings in all sorts of big artists, big name artists, and stuff like that to reggae type of thing. And Banky's an awesome musician if you guys get a chance to listen to him so um he says to me i want to bring him to moon splash i said okay so that layton's flight was getting in at around i think it was about one o'clock or two o'clock in the afternoon and i said to my wife i said i'm gonna go pick up manco's buddy at the airport now keep in mind larry i we live in the bush we got two little kids i live in the bush I don't have a. T- I don't. When you say the bush, I, is it really the island? I mean, oh, it's just a good thing. It's a good area. It's called the lowlands. But I mean, it's way back. Like you can't. Yeah, it's off so the beaten path. Way off the beaten okay, path. Yeah, okay, it's, it's a real. Mind. Actually, it's a really nice area. It's a nice, uh, I nicest area. That. So, um, <laughs> so I said to my wife, I said, "All right," I said, "I'm going to go." And this is a Friday afternoon. I said, "I'm going to go pick up Layton's or uh, Manco's buddy at the airport. I'll be back." And. <laughs> I, I go to the airport, and I'm standing there, and I don't know what this guy looks like. I don't know anything about him, and I'm just standing there. I'm waiting, and there comes this couple walking off, this guy and this girl, and I look at him. I'm like, I said, hey. And, you know, he looked like he was kind of lost. Like, looking. I said, are you are you uh, Leighton? He goes, yeah, are you Bulldog? I said, yeah. I said, how you doing? Nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so we get in the car, and I said to him, I said, look, uh, Mankow's flight doesn't get in until 11 o'clock tonight. He was on a late flight coming from Chicago. I said, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to drop you off at the hotel. You guys go hang on the beach or whatever you want to do. It's one in the afternoon, two in the afternoon. I said, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to run home, and then I'll come get you later on, and we'll go pick him up at the airport. It's okay. We're driving back, and he says to me, he goes, hey, he goes, is there any place we can get a drink around here? And I said, uh, I said yeah, why not? So we go, and, and we belly up to the bar, and we're sitting there and having a couple of drinks. It's a place called Hot Tomatoes. And we just start talking. And you know when you meet somebody and you connect with somebody? I don't want I don't want your audience to think I'm a nut, but it was almost like I had met this guy before. But I hadn't. But I, 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 like, I know but, you mean but I've I had totally a few felt like I, I met this guy, I knew this guy. There was a connection to this guy somehow. I don't know. But we start talking and, and just bullshitting and, and, and telling stories. It'd be like me and you just sitting there telling stories one thing after another. And he says to me, 
He says, hey, he goes, don't we have to get Manka? I said, no. I said, his flight doesn't get until 11 o'clock. He goes, it's 11 o'clock. <laughs> so now you can imagine. So you were drinking from about all, 2 until 11. Oh nine God. hours. I love it already. Mm-hmm. It felt like nothing. I was like, holy crap. So I go, we go to pick him up and we get Manka. Now keep in mind, I still haven't called my wife. Last thing she knew was Friday, me telling her, I'm going out. <laughs> I'm going to pick up this guy. She's airport. special, though. She's uh, the best. I mean, I met you. I, and she's she's really. the best. And so we, we picked Mankow up. We went for another drink. And then I went to drive him back to the hotel. Now, I'm trashed. And I said, I can't drive home. I live on the other side. Like, I, I, I was a little bit of a ways from the hotel, you know, drive back around. I said, you know what? I'm just going to pass out on the beach. So I sleep on a beach on a beach chair. <laughs> okay i wake up in the morning and we're, we're going to anguilla which is another island right over, we're going to take the ferry over there and so leighton goes why don't we just charter a boat i was like what i go no we're going to take a ferry he goes nah i'll just charter a boat he charters like a 40 foot sailboat it's huge boat with a captain and stuff. <laughs> he charters it yeah he gets so we got our own boat i'm like fuck yeah we okay. jump on the boat Head over to Anguilla. We go to the concert Saturday night. Sunday morning, we get up, sail back to St. Martin. Oh, you guys so, stayed on the boat? Oh, yeah. I, I think I slept on the beach. He Again? Have, I, I don't know where the hell we wow, slept. Wow, you sound like a beach sleeper. I, I, don't, I don't remember. <laughs> hey, I was an island guy. And so we went back, and and so now it's Sunday. After the you know, concert was Saturday night, we come back Sunday. And, uh, and somehow I managed to get everybody to the airport, and then I show up at home. Now, I left there Friday <laughs> About one o'clock. You don't call your wife. I didn't have a phone. <laughs> we, didn't live, right, we lived that, in the and, and, we lived in the bush. There was no phone. Oh, you I didn't, you, your house I, had no I, phone. I, I, no I, no I, cell phone. There's maybe, no way. She, to, she had a cell phone. Maybe, see, I want to think maybe I did call or somebody may have called. I don't know, but I didn't have a phone. So we went and uh, and I showed. That sounded kind of wrong. And here I, I, I come back. <laughs> I come back to the house and she's standing. There and she just looks at me. She goes, oh, "Did you guys have fun?" I was like, "Yeah, it was awesome." And that's that was how I met Layton. That was the first time I met Layton. And then after that, we just kind of would see each other a little bit here and a little bit there, and we became very friendly. And, but how uh, do you get a radio show? Because people go, how do you end up? Well, obviously, he owns Secrets in, which I'm going to find out tomorrow, how. Uh, yeah, you, you talked to him about his story. No, how he got here. And, who, you know, okay. obviously, I try to get a little thing out of him today when I was getting a tour of the wedding thing. And it was kind of yeah. like awkward because <laughs> you could see he didn't want to. I hope he's. Oh, he'll talk to you about okay. anything. He'll okay. talk about anything. Okay, good. <clears throat> he has nothing to hide. No, I, I um, so, he does. So, all right. So then he had. So after we had been, I don't remember where we. We went to. We were in New York together. We were, we, we we had seen each other a little bit every once in a while, you know, over the years. I forget, you know, here and there. And then we, because um, I guess I probably met him in 2000, 2001, something like that. And so. <laughs> And, you, and and are you are you in, you're still in St. Martin? Yeah, I was in, yeah, I was there, and I was doing a radio show there at Laser One Hundred One. So, I got a phone call from him. It's a pretty bizarre story. I got a phone call from. I was in New York. I was living in. I, I had moved back. First salute on this one. Oh, we have not salute. Jindanun, Jindanun, Jindanun. years. Okay. Jindanun. That's good. So we had. Um, Ooh, that put a little hair on your chest. I got it. <laughs> Not in my head. Just. I mean, yeah. so, so I, I, um, I, I had moved back from 
St. Martin back to the States. And the only, and again, why did I move back? The, the rumors were so much better than the truth. Um, I got arrested. I was going to rehab. I was going in for tax evasion. These are all uh, the stories going around? All the stories. And, and, and I was all over the internet. You know, they would write these things on blogs back then. This was 2004. And I was, uh, we were getting divorced. Um, we were, there were just so many rumors about why we were going back. I got kicked off the island. I mean, there's a million things. The, show the truth was canceled. Of, yeah, the truth of the matter was, we went back because of the kids and the education. And that's 100% the truth. It was like, the island was cool. And my son was, at uh, the time, or my daughter was 10. My son was seven. And, you know, we had moved there when they were four and one. So it, we were there for six years. It was it was long enough. They grew up down there. They went to school. But then it was time to get back to the States. We came back. And <laughs> well, one, one time, I don't know, close to the time we moved, we were visiting my mom and dad. I may have told you a story. No, we have, no you haven't. In, in Chicago. Okay. And we were visiting him, and my son, little blonde-haired, blue-eyed little kid, he looks at my dad, and he goes, yo, Grandpa, where Grandma be? And my dad looked at me, and he goes, yeah. you are moving back. Is it say more Jamaican? It, well, no, it's not Jamaican, but um, the accent is, you know. No, I didn't know. Is it a French Creole island? It, it, well, half of it is. The other half is it's okay. half French, half Dutch. Right. But the local, they talk like this, you know what I mean, man? You know, I have everybody a friend, so, you know. So we... Um, so when we finally moved back, we decided we moved to Houston. I, don't ask me why. We just did. We didn't no know what, reason. No. Never been to Houston. Nope. I don't think and, either one of us has been And there. you just pop and said, let's go to Houston. I don't know. That's we, we, fucked we, up. We, we had, uh, That's not fucked up. I love the adventure. We had a, a couple people we knew in St. Martin okay. had a place in Houston. They were from there. We said, oh, let's give it a try. We didn't want to go back to Chicago. Now, so we went there. I have to stop you. Yeah. Are you wealthy enough at this point from the top stock exchange or whatever and the radio show? To pretty much do what you want because it's everybody would everybody who's out there on my show listening saying, what the fuck, you need money. How right. do you go just pop in? So, so I retired, but if that's what you want to say, at 35 to move to the islands from the commodities business. Okay. So you I stole was, enough money from the commodities <laughs> business. I, I, had, I had done okay. And, uh, and so I, I went there. Boy, do I so, want to go deep with you, but I know so, too much. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it was it was okay. I mean, I, listen, I, I wasn't I was not knocking on the door of Bill Gates or uh, Elon Musk, but I was okay. We were comfortable, we were fine. So yeah, so we moved back to Houston. I had nothing to do. I didn't. I wasn't doing anything. I was like, I don't know. I, I went to. I said, well, maybe I'll get a radio job here, and I went to a radio station and applied for not applied, but I met with this guy, and they offered me a job, but it was nights, like a, a, a oh, you meant as show. a gig. Okay, yeah. And I yeah. said, nah. I said, number one, I said I'm not interested in nights. I'll do morning show only. I don't want to do nights. And, and and I said, I'm not a corporate guy. So this station was very corporate. And I was like, I'm not interested. So yeah. I blew that off. Like uh, and, a, a WMMB, I, I know a lot of these networks, a lot of them own, like Cumulus. Yeah. They own a lot of the show. Yeah, well, this one, this station was owned by uh, Susquehanna is what the station was called. Okay. So I didn't do it. So um, I was in New York. I just went there to just kill some time and So you out. at this point, you don't have a job. No. Because you're tired. Does your wife work? Mm. At that time, no. That's pretty amazing. No, at that so age, we were raising you can, the kids. We you, raising either, kids. you are either a fucking great manager of money, <laughs> or there's a lot more. This motherfucking story, <laughs> <laughs> which is okay. So, so I was a planner. You know, Robin. Like <clears throat> no, so, no. <laughs> so I was sitting in New York. I was having lunch with, um, actually, with Anthony Bourdain. 
Yeah, we talked about that. Last last show, and that's a shame. We're good friends with him. Yeah, very good. So we're having lunch, and uh, and Leighton calls me. He says, "Hey, man, out of the blue." Yeah, he goes, "I haven't talked to him for a while." He said, "He said, what are you doing?" I said, "Uh, "Nothing." He said, "Where are you?" I said, "Actually, I'm in New York right now." He said, "I was wondering, can you do some voiceover work for my radio station?" I said, "Sure." I don't care. <laughs> sure, it'd be great. So I'm going to do some voiceover work for his radio oh, station. I didn't notice. Yeah, it's a good one. And he says, uh, he says, all right. He goes, uh, where are I? So I'm in New York. He said, all right, I'm going to send a plane for you. I was like, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So between the time, listen, so I forgot what day it was, but he was going to send a plane for me on like, uh, I don't know, two days later or something. So at that point, my Maybe it was right. I don't remember when, but my grandmother had passed away when I was in New York. So I had flown back because it's all part of the story. I had flown to New York. I was in New York. My grandmother passed away. I fly back to Chicago for the funeral. Now I get there. I don't have any clothes. So I had to go to like a men's warehouse, and buy a suit. So I go to men's warehouse. I buy a suit. Now I fly back to New York and I'm back there. And that's when he had called me and said, you want to come? And I said, well, Sure. Now, I don't have any luggage or anything. I got, like, a bag of... I, I just had, like, the soup on the neck. Yeah, I got, like, nothing. So I show up, and I, I throw this stuff, and I wasn't planning on going anywhere. So I had... They told me where to go. He, he sent a plane for me. And so I went to Kennedy, or LaGuardia, one of the two, I forgot. And he said... And, uh, and I had to go to, like, the FBO, like, where the private planes come in. So I walk in there, and I just have a bag. Like, I don't even have luggage. Drug <laughs> <Go> dealer. <laughs> and he goes, hi, where, you know, what's the, uh, I said, yeah, well, I was told to come here for a flight. So, well, what's the tail number? I said, oh, I don't know. You know, of the private plane. I said, well, I don't know. She said, um, where are you going? I said, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think Baltimore. I didn't know. I didn't even know where I was I going. It sounds like last night. And, wait, and, wait, and next- I said, <laughs> And I said, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. She goes, well, we don't have any flights going to Baltimore. So I said, I don't know. You know, they call this girl Amy. She's the one who booked it. Figure out, they figure it out. So I'm sitting in the FBO at the, I think it was LaGuardia. And I'm sitting there just hanging out. And this pilot walks in. says, you bulldog? I said, yeah. I said, all right, come on. I'm your pilot. So I get on the plane with this guy and we fly to Ocean City. Okay. Big plane, little plane. A small plane. Yeah, small yeah, plane. Yeah. So, so we fly back here. And... um. We, we get back here and Leighton picks me up at the airport. Now, I've never been here before. So so we get in and we, we get... Year? Up. Give us a year. 2004. Right, because you've been with the station 2004. So we fly back... Or we fly back to Ocean City. He picks me up. And then we go... We don't go to Secrets, where I'm going to do the voiceover work for the radio station. We go to a place called Sunset Grill which is in West Ocean City, owned by our friend Buddy Trollope. Great guy. So we get there, and we get on a boat, like a yacht, with Leighton and all. It's Leighton's buddies. Buddy was there, and this guy Gary, and and, and Wade. Good friends of you today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are all friends yeah. of mine today, but they were all Leighton's buddies. So we get on this boat, we untie, and we go to Cape May, New Jersey. I'm going, what the hell are we doing? So... I've never seen secrets. We head out on the ocean. We go to Cape May. Now we get off in Cape May and we, you know, we're hanging out, partying, drink, you know, having dinner and stuff. We come back. Next morning, we get on another plane. <laughs> he brings another plane. The boat keeps going up to New York with a couple guys. 
Leighton and myself and maybe one other guy get on the plane and we fly to Ocean City. Now I'm going, what the fuck is going on here? Then he fi- then he takes me to his house. Leighton. Leighton does. He gets on the boat and we come over to see. Oh, the same boat? No, no. Oh, no. His, his boat. He has a jet boat. It's pretty cool. Okay. He's got a badass jet boat. So he, we come over to Secrets, and then we're walking around. This is the first time I've seen Secrets. We come up. That's where the radio station is, too. And so Secrets is a nightclub. It's not a strip club, folks. So the name sounds weird, but it's not. So we go up to the office, and, and I said, hey, man. I, he's showing me around the studio and stuff. So what voiceover work did you want me to do? He goes, what? He said, you want me to do voiceover work for your station? He goes, oh, no, no. He goes, that was bullshit. He goes, I just needed to get you here. I said, what? He goes, I want you to run this station. <laughs> no. What a line. I was just kidding. My next question, I'm glad you got to that because I was going to say, how does he know you do voiceover work? Oh, you know? so, so when we were friendly, you know, back when I was in the islands and he had this, he had the radio station since 2002. So he had said to me one time that he has a radio station. And I remember him telling me to, uh, you know, listen to my station online. And he asked me, he said, hey, did you listen to my station? I said, yeah. Except for you never did. I said for about as long as I could, it was terrible. It was awful. Yeah. And he knew it was awful. So that's why he recruited me. And so when he said you want to run the station, I was like, dude, you know, wow. I said, oh, this is everything I could want because my criteria for a job, I wanted an independently owned radio station. I wanted a station where I could do the morning show and be the general manager of the station and have a cool place. That was it. I wanted to live in a cool place independent station, have total control of everything, and that's what he gave me. And I said, listen, I can't just make a decision like this with my wife. So what he did was he I, he flew me home and then he flew Nancy down here. No, and, he flew you home so that both of you fly back. Nope, I stayed home with the kid and Nancy came back by herself. To meet Leighton. Yeah, and then he showed her around did the area. Did you ever meet Leighton? I, I think she had met him before, yeah. I think so. Anyway, but so that that's how it was. And then she came back. She goes, well, yeah, you know, it's a cool place. It's neat. It's everything you want, blah, blah, blah. But the problem was the kids were in school. We just put them in school. We just, you know, got them in school. It was like October, November, something like that. So we had, uh, it was, we, we wanted, so I, I said, well, I'll come to the radio station. Every Friday, I would leave. He gave me a place to live right here. Where yeah. the distillery is, that used to be a, a, a condo's. So I lived on the property. You know, I think before the distillery, I remember you had a hotel. Uh, there was a hotel. When I when I came here, there was a, the last Probably, time. yeah. So I lived there. That's where he, he gave me a condo. So I stayed at the condo. And then Friday after my show, I would drive to Baltimore every Friday, fly back to Houston. And then Sunday morning, I'd get up and or Sunday afternoon, I'd fly back to Ocean City. Now, that seems like more Eight work months. than you ever did even. I mean, that's work. You oh, know that. Oh. I mean, I, I know about. It sucked. But you know what? We had to do it. I did it for the kids. And, and I understood why she wanted to keep the kids in school there. And instead of switching, pulling them out. Pulling, you know, we just pulled them out of the Caribbean to the States to go to another one. But, you know, I, I got it. So I did it for eight months. Then we bought a house up here and moved here. And now, now when it. you came here, obviously, Secret, and, and let everybody know, if you want to look up Secrets, it's S-E-A, Secrets, and then uh, C-R-E-T-S. It's, so it's C, like in the C. Right. So it's Secrets, and it's in uh, Ocean City, Maryland. Just look <clears> it up. <throat> you can look it up online. And, and, and from there, you can find my station, Ocean 98, because we're all owned by the same place. Right, right. So, uh, matter of fact, uh, <laughs> Nick, who is my new guy, you yep, just met, yep, yep. listened to the end of the show. 
Oh yeah. From the website, he goes, "It didn't come in good." It was, and then, and, and he, I think there was video too, and he goes, "It must be 480." And I said, "I don't worry, Nick. We're working on that with them. Uh, <laughs> we're working on our website." Yeah, no, no, but no. It, it, it's uh, it's an issue. It, so no, it's okay, but, but he, we, it was yeah. amazing. You found it. Sure. Yeah. So we, we got a lot of listeners, man. There's a lot of people out there. I do. And, Absolutely, uh, you do. And and so it's been great. And it's you know, like I said, t- 2004. It was really funny when I took the job. Really took the job. I've never, Larry. This is the truth. I have never in my life filled out an interview. I've ne- or uh, application for a job. I have never been on a real interview. I've never done any of that. Neither have I. At, well, I believe that. <laughs> but uh, I. But we I, had an interview like regularly. Yeah, like I've never done that. So Leighton had said to me as we're driving back, he said, "Hey, because if you want to, because we should probably talk money." I said, "Oh yeah, because we never talked money. Like, how what, was I going to get paid?" And he threw out a number, and I said, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> it was not even a negotiation. It, it was enough to make what you it, didn't it need the, money it, anyway. That's what I'm saying. It didn't matter. It, I, it was everything I wanted. So he could have said whatever, and I would have said okay. But he's it, not like that either. No, it was. It, listen, it wasn't. It was enough to. It it was not enough to pay for my plane tickets every week up and back to Houston. <laughs> and you still did it. Yeah, I didn't care. It was awesome. I, you know, and, I, and, and your yes, life is it, so interesting. Because uh, I, I have things in my head that I'm, I'm going to put on here, but I, they're in my head, and I won't forget them now. Okay. Cause, yes, you will. Yeah, I bet I don't because that person emailed me, and, I, and that's why I want to know. Okay. Uh, but I'm not going to go there yet. Okay. That's how good it is. <clears throat> okay. uh, but I, I just want to go mm-hmm. with it because when, when I interview somebody, and people ask me, how do you get interviews, what do you do? And it's usually the people I meet. Or it's somebody says, Larry, you got to interview this guy. He's interesting. Uh, 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 I was going to say Layton is an interesting he person. Is, he is, you know, when you talk about layers of an onion, so interesting. He is a a visionary beyond anybody I've ever met. I, I saw that today. Yeah, I really did because there's so many questions I have. I mean, I tried it. You know, he he gave me. Listen, let me tell you, the guy we're going to interview is going to be on my on my Monday show. Uh, you're going to see that the guy. I mean. He, get, he took his time out of the day, showed us a project you guys are doing, or he's doing, obviously, in this. And this sequence was nothing, even from I've been here, maybe 10 years, I know, less, maybe 10. It's been a while already. Yeah, it's, I think it's more than, yeah. we've known yeah. each other for a while. Yeah, it's been yeah. a while, because I, yeah. I just had my book out. I think when I just it had out? it in 2012 or 13. <clears throat> and, you're, and, the, and the book you're talking about is The uh, Gangster uh, Redemption. Put the book down. Well, I just want to tell everybody. I, I put the book the down. Book. I'd rather do... <laughs> I'd rather do my uh, U-Wager. I got to do my sponsor. But no, I'm not going to do that. You, you wager We're going to get it yeah. at the end. But, uh, and I should do it at the beginning. But you know what? That's the the, glory, uh, that's the, the, the blessings or the positives of podcasts. Yeah. I, I, I could look at my clock. And, I, and the only reason I'm looking at that. Well, what's the clock? Not, uh, right here. Is uh, to make sure it's running. Because okay. I've lost internet. Ooh. And then shuts it down. Obviously. So obviously my internet's better than yours, so I'm off my hotspot. Good for you. But 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 no, it's funny because <laughs> I only look to see it's on because we could talk as long as we want, and if it's compelling, it's going to keep going. <clears throat> and I understand. I am not a fan of the three-hour shows and four-hour show people do have, you know, like rap podcasts. It, and I have to Joe Rogan. It's I, everybody. I've listened to Rogan and some a great interview. You won't even know that you listen for three hours. Agree. I love it. Agree. When then it, there's other ones. It's like 20 minutes in. I'm like, I'm next. I'm you know, next. I'm I'll next. tell you how I run podcasts. And I've got yeah. into podcasts. And I didn't even know what a podcast was. Not too much. Uh, 
I had a local radio show. I didn't know if you knew this. No. I had a local radio show when I first got out of prison on an AM radio show. Then I was offered a public TV show on a public show. And okay. it, it was called Lawton's Law. And it, and we got a lot of people that loved what how I was and what I did. That's again, it's more experience you learn about being on TV. More TV. I did more TV than than anything. But so with the podcast, what I did with Rogan or anybody, I mean, it, I would be on the road. I do whatever I'm doing. I listen to a podcast, and okay, we got to go to dinner tonight at six o'clock. Okay, I just shut it off. I know where right. it's at. You can go back to it. It's Obviously, you can't actually do that with no Ocean 98 now because they're, they're up, aren't they? Is a show up? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't pay attention to that. Yeah, that's I, I, you know, I've done thousands of podcasts. I've been podcasting for thousands of episodes. They're up there. I mean, if you go look up Rude Awakening Show, Bulldog Rude Awakening oh, Show. Oh, it's it, all over the internet, too. It's got to yeah, be you, over you there. Gotta, yeah. you got to look them up on uh, but uh, I, Wikipedia. But we got tons. I mean, we got, like I said, I've been podcasting for before anybody else was podcasting. Ten years. We I just didn't call it a podcast. I didn't know what it was called. It's very confusing then, today. I had a manager who's very very successful businessman too. Sold his internet company. He invented internet marketing. He invented. Okay. He owned. I that's the company I forgot. <clears throat> last last he owned a company called iTraffic. He he was from Baruch College. He, we grew up together. A great friend of mine, and he ended up being my manager to, to open this whole thing, this YouTube stuff. And he, he ended up selling his company for thirty million dollars. And and he's like, you didn't have to work. He's I grew up with him. And I talk to him, he goes, and I go, I go, he goes, I would, you need a little help. I go, yeah, you want to work for me? No money discussed. None of that's typical like you, now that I think about it. And he, and honestly, he's one of the most intelligent men I've ever met. And he's so organized. So not me. Cause I'm like you said, ADD out the fucking wazoo. Which is fun. It, it is fun okay. for my listeners. They love that. They go, oh, where's, where's Larry going to well, go? Well, cause they don't know what's happening next. Because you don't know what's happening now. Isn't that great? See, like, when you do when you talk about me, I've got a schedule. I know it's at, at 9.20, I'm going to talk like to this that. person. Of course you don't like it. It's not your style. Man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I love telling you. Uh, I do, I want to say, this secret was nothing like I'm seeing it now. Nothing. There was no, no. distillery. No. There was no, I mean, even the bar. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if we had a liquor store uh, nope, at the nope, time. Nope. I, I don't know. No um, liquor store, no we secrets. Did not, we did not have a distillery. No, there was secrets. Was here. Oh, no, the bar, because that's where I came. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, actually yeah. came and, yeah. and we did the, and I did come there uh, one time for the day. And uh, I, I loved that. I was out in the middle of the river here or wherever I was the, the, on the some float. The bay. Whatever the fuck it was. And I'm out on a float and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is, and it's so packed and. In fact, it was so packed. I'm like, what the fuck? It was kind of weird. Oh, if you look it up online, man, you'll see how right. packed it is. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, I think that to me it was cool. amazing, and it's amazing how you grew with it because I'm sure you're a great. Listen, every and I've read a lot of books. I'm a big reader. I don't know if you know that. Very big reader. Uh, I read thousands of books. Of course, when you're in prison, well, yeah, not much to do. Right. But uh, I, I was a reader before, even before that. Okay, I was a reader. Always was. I love, uh, I love reading too. I do, and and what happened was, uh, when I read all the books of the the Bill Gateses and this, not one of them knew where they were going. They just had a big vision, but they always went off on different avenues, things they said they never thought was going to happen, and it happened. And they took the ball and they kept running with it. Larry, I tell you, I I love the idea of the unknown. That, that's I, even why I, I like what I'm doing. I don't know what's... Not, you know, listen, this is a great chapter. 
of my life. I love what's going on right now. I love my job. I have no intention to quit. But I'm just saying, I don't know what's next. But I know whatever's next is going to be awesome. Do you know what? Because if if I'm going to take that leap, I'm going to do something. I'm going to. It's going to be great. I love doing new stuff. You had you you said something. You know, I had one of the great trips I really did in my life this last few weeks. I was with my cousin, who's a very oh Cheryl. Cheryl, Uh, she she was awesome. She's not only been on the show. We got like. She's also did videos. With me. She's she's a life coach. She's she's actually sat with the Dalai Lama, and, and I mean three times for not one day, three four days. I mean, think of that. You're sitting in. You want to talk wow. about peace, tranquility, uh, and that's a lot like sitting here with you. Yeah, not any. I mean, so fucking. <laughs> you want to talk? We're not even on the same planet. We're in. The, we might not even be in the same universe. Okay. But uh, Cheryl is just just an amazingly smart woman, and yeah. she said the same thing. I said, Chef. You're now living in the Canary Islands. You were living in Budapest. Right. She's a she. I I, I better not say ah say because it happened already. Uh, it will be happening. She's doing a a, a coaching of a, a team for a country. She, I was with her yesterday, uh, uh, two days, three days ago. She gets a phone call. She's a coach. Uh, yeah. uh, she trains corporations and big okay. companies, and, and she's got a she's training a company to do the biggest deal ever between the government of the UK and defense in the, a big corporation. Oh. Biggest deal. Billions and billions of dollar deal. She's brought in to coach these people to do it. Wow. I mean, she's that's amazing. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But she said to me, this is why I had a, a preemptive that. She says, like, I go, what are you doing, Cheryl? You know, where are you going next? Cause I said, well, listen, Cheryl, I'm growing very quickly. Cigar company, things going. I, I'm going to need somebody, and she was like, "You don't need to hire me to do anything." I mean, I'm <clears> my cousin, uh, but she says, "I go." She goes, "I don't know what I'm doing." I go, and then she told me her where you know where how she's gone everything. I go. She goes, "No, when I when it's done, it's done. I don't know when it's going to be done. It's when I'm ready to done, and when I'm in a new adventure in life, I will leave whether I have something next or she's enough I, I wealthy it. enough I, that she can I, do I get it. Wants. You know." That was my attitude when I left the exchange. I, I kind I, of figure I, it. I left the okay. So I remember because the day I got my seat on the exchange was May 9th of nineteen eighty four. Okay, that's when that's, I got my now. Seat. That is that like a seat on a stock exchange? Yeah, yeah. But it's the Merc- of right. Chicago. It, yeah, it's a, but it's Chicago Mercantile Exchange. You know, yes. they, they talk about well, that's a big one too. Yeah, it's really huge. But you talk about New York. They hear if you got a seat on the exchange, you might as well just you know you're like the top fifty people in the. And listen, it's a great thing to have a seat. You know, a a seat on the exchange gives you the right to try and make money. That's what I always told people. When I bought my seat, I'll tell you exactly how much it cost. It was $153,500. Wow, you know that number to the number. That's what I paid And you had the money? I don't mean at the time. Okay, well, so at the time, no. No, because when I got, when I bought the seat, I didn't have the money. A guy... Uh, a great friend of mine who's my best man, my buddy uh, Dicky. He had he had lent me the money. He got me set up with the seat, um, and he set me up with a. a, a, a he gave me like ten thousand dollars, I think, to trade to start trading with, and that was in May, and I think in in June, I think I gave him the ten thousand back. I said, a month, here. yeah, about a month. I, I made some money. I said, here, I, I just don't want to have debt. I said, here's the 10000 you gave me. Now I had to get the seat. When I was buying the seat, I bought this guy from this guy named George. And he had let me put X amount down. I don't think, maybe I had, I don't know, maybe, maybe I had 25000 to put down, whatever. And I was paying the guy off. 
each month. And in about three months, I just paid for the whole thing. I said, here, I'm done. I'm paying you off. And I made the money. And so, so that you, was, you, that was you, good. A great, a great thing you're saying to let the audience know, too, is even myself with this, I'll buy the RV and then I do it and I pay it off in no time. Yeah, I, didn't, you know, like I, didn't like, I don't like that. Yeah. So I, I did like the that. same thing you just yeah. said. But you know what? I, what I've learned out of all the books now, it's, it's really coming to be clear more with maybe late and not. I don't know. But you're for definitely. We got those brains that uh, will take risks. We're risk oh, I, takers. I, dude, I put my balls on the line every day. I mean, it didn't matter at one point. See, it didn't me. care. Well, obviously, I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it was just like I just had nothing. That was it. And, and uh, you know, at one point, I, I lost almost all of it. I, I was I was down to, um, I think I had like $4,000 to my name. I love that. And uh, And I said, fuck this. And I said, it doesn't at this point it doesn't matter if I lose forty one hundred dollars or if I lose fifty thousand. Exactly. <laughs> What's the difference? And and I just put my head to the you know right, the right side and just focused you, on it and I and I, and I did right. So. Bulldog, what you really show it is like if you read Elon Musk, Elon Musk is so on the spectrum though, and so is Jobs, so is most of them, even Gates. And here's the th- and, and you're talking about the richest man in the world right there. Yeah. And and what it says is like Elon Musk, people don't know this. If that rocket, his last rocket, doesn't go off <clears throat> and go off without a hitch, right. he loses Tesla. He he literally goes into bankruptcy of everything, not just uh, uh, SpaceX. Hmm. He lost Tesla because it was backward Tesla, Tesla stocks. Every he literally has to go bankrupt to nothing. Yeah, you are, t- and it goes off, and guess what? It becomes the richest man in right. the world. Yeah. Uh, but it, he's, he's brilliant. I mean, I, oh, I, I, think guys, I don't do Twitter, so I'm not a, a social that was media the guy. stupidest movie ever. But made. I don't know. I think he knows that, that now. And, and but but I, I just love I love his style. I do. Too. I love the way the guy does his stuff, and, and it's pretty a hundred percent. And I'm yeah. I'm with the risk takers. I was always been a risk taker. Exactly. In my life. And I, I look at life like as I always tell young people, listen, I never want to be on my deathbed and say the words I should have. Oh, I should have tried this. I should have. That's what this. I was going to say when I left the exchange. Everybody was like, and I was look. I was not one of those boxers that went out punchy. I was doing very well when I left. I had a very successful business and everything was good. And when I told these guys, they said, you're doing what? And I said, yeah, my, my, I'm moving to the career. I'm leaving. I'm, I'm walking off the trading floor and I'm not coming back and I'm going to the Caribbean. And I'm, I was going to go for one year. I stayed there for six. But anyway, and I walked off. And guys that I'd worked with for 18 years, I just walked up to them, shook their hands and said, I'll see you. Or goodbye. I didn't say I'll see you. I said goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye. And I walked up the floor and I said, they're going, how can you do this? And with young kids. <clears throat> yeah. I said, how? They said, how can you do this? I said, well, here's the thing. I said, if I move to the Caribbean and I don't like it, there's no law that says to me I can't come back. I said, the worst feeling, Out of retirement? Like <clears throat> Jordan? Well, I had a seat. I had my seats on the exchange. I was leasing out my seats, so I could have walked back any day I want. So I said, I said, the worst feeling I could have is 10 years from now, sitting here on the exchange floor going, and I wonder what the fuck it would have been like if I went to the island. I never wanted to have that what if kind of, man, what if I would have done that? So I'm just like, go for it, man. Just go for it. Paul Simon has a song on that. But you're right. And as you guys do know, I'm a Paul Simon fan, but he has a great uh, a song on that. Same thing. You know, things you regret. And it's the things you regret that you <clears throat> could have done or should have done and you never did them. Right. It's not what you've done. Exactly. You never, re- you, you, oh my, you may regret some things you've done, 
Thank you, Larry. <laughs> Bulldog. Okay. But again, if you and we talked about this before, I can't. I did things. You did things. You can't go back there. It's done. You did it. Do you regret them? Yeah. But from here, you wouldn't have been here now. Like I'm in the happiest I've ever been. Right now, I, I am too. Right now, I am too. Wow, I couldn't have been here without all of that. So how can I regret it? it, it it's just like I can't. I, I I can't regret it because it got me to this point. And like I told you before, I, I can't rewrite the beginning of this book, but I'm I can start now and rewrite the end, and it's going to be really good. You you know it's funny because what you say to I, I talk about this on my show. I don't regret anything, and I know you have I've done bad things and stuff. But I don't look at it as a regret. I look at it as things where I changed. You know, Bill Gates was asked that. You know, at the time, he, he was the richest man for like 20 years in a row. Richest man in the world. And he was interviewed and he goes, do you have any, you know, would you do things different? He goes, yes. He goes, with what I know now. Right. He goes, I don't regret anything. He goes, because <clears throat> I didn't know. Right. He goes, but anybody who says they're not going to change, because you're going to take the bad, the losers, the shit that happened, you're going to not want it. The hurt you put on families, the hurt you didn't mm. think, your own mm. family, bad choices. We all make them. Right. There's no question. So you will change it, but do you regret them because you'll learn from you them. You can't regret them because, exactly, because it got you to where you are, and all of that works to here. And, and, and you know, and that's it. It's like, look, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> you. I picked the wrong team for for the last game. I, like for instance, you wager you you wager lv. I go to that website and I make my bets. You ever you ever use that website? You wager best yeah. in the world. Why ninety eight? lv. That's where you go. So you go there. Do I regret putting money on TCU instead of Georgia? No. Sure, I do. No, you don't regret but, it. Well, I lost money. You would change it. I would change that. Okay, but you know. That's why you go to you wager. It, 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 it. <laughs> fucking ace. Uh, I'm talking. Hey, what so is let you, everybody what is know. Yeah. Uh, fuck my fuck it right now. No, I'm talking to my buddy uh, Bulldog. <laughs> let me tell you who he is. So if you just popped in and you found Larry right now, you are with Bulldog. Bulldog and Larry. I have Bulldog met Larry ten years ago. Call it maybe more. And I've done so many things, and over the years we always stayed in touch through yeah. bad and good. Yeah. Uh, and you know, <clears throat> personal stuff, bad and good of us. And you know what? I, I there is not a thing from regret. And we're talking about Bulldog, who is a mega, and I mean this, you're so knowledgeable about what you do. And Thank I'm you. telling you, I mean, very that. humbling. It, it's fun. no, it's humbling to yeah. me. I love, you know, people always say to me, and I, and I answer a lot of comments, and I learned that from Mr. Beast, the biggest, he's who is the biggest influencer in the world, just I, to let everybody know. I, I, I had his burgers. When he did the Beast Burger, they, they had a store opened up did here. You, did you know he's yeah. the biggest influencer in the world? I did not. Did you know he gets, forget it. The kid is 23, now he's 24. worth over $100 million. He'll be the first YouTube billionaire. Kid is a genius. And you should have seen his story about how much he worked and did everything and what he did. And, and the little things that I do now, just from learning from a young person. But my point was, is I know you and what you do in radio. I don't mind at all when people give me constructive criticism. And I get it a lot. I mean, and I hope I keep getting it because I take it from people, especially the people I know for doing it for the right reasons. They're not trying to hurt you. are not trying to de- de- uh, uh, belittle you. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to, oh, I'm better than you. I don't either. I help so many people in YouTube. I help I help a couple of creators who are at 250 and now they're at seven, 800,000. 
and and we help people. And I love that. I think there's nothing better than feeling than when you help somebody. And, and I get why people do. I've that. never done it, so I don't know what it's yeah, like. Bullshit. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> so And we no, there's no dump button, so you can say no, fuck, no. fuck. You're well, a fucking liar. Well, you know, <laughs> you, you. It's here's one thing that I find, which is odd, because I'm in radio and I do a talk show. But you know what? I I think one of the things I've learned over the years. Listen, like when I'm sitting here right now with you, I listen. To, I'm I'm talking to you. Oh, I am. Too, there are man. no distractions. I'm listening to everything you're saying, and right now, you're all that matters is this. And I think, like, if I'm sitting at the bar and we're sitting there talking, I'm listening to that person. I'm not. I'm not worried about this and this and and. You know, yeah, we get distracted, but I'm just saying, if you listen to people, everybody has a story. Everybody's interesting. Oh, here's a business I almost did. I didn't, I stopped. I don't remember the reason I didn't do it, but what I was going to do, what I was going to (laughs) do. Oh, no, you'll see why it's listening, because it goes with what I was saying. I had a, I was going to take a van. I have a van and I was going to equip the van very much like what you have here. And I was going to go to New York City and I was going to interview homeless people and I was going to bring them into the van and I was going to interview them. And, and if, believe me, if I would have done that, I would have listened to everything that person said, hundred percent, my focus, my attention. And, and what is the difference between you and me and a homeless person could be such a municipal, like, minute. like minute. a minute thing. It, you know, it, it's like, what? It, it, it's so minute. The difference could be right there. What is it? What is the difference between, you know, you, 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 and, and, well, and I don't know why I didn't do the show, but not, not, you know, a, we, and I'm going to tell everybody, they all know me on these shows. I, um, I did not mention this <clears throat> to, to Bulldog or no. what we're just talking about. Not one bit. You know that, not no. one bit. Not only is that an idea we are doing, oh, really? I'm doing it a little bit of a different <clears throat> twist. Okay. And how my, that idea came up with me in the community I'm in, and they they moved a homeless uh, food bank where you know people get fed every day from one city to another. They're moving it, and the other cities wanted to know. Uh, one of the people is a very good friend. I actually talked about him today on your show. I helped him get elected councilman, and we he's a very close friend of mine, and we talk about this all the time about certain issues and. We, he wanted to know why people go to that city as a homeless person. And and it always intrigued me why uh, you see a homeless person in Maryland or Baltimore or New York or Boston. And go why to, aren't you to Florida? to Florida? You know, well, well no, it, it, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. Now, I, I'm going to do it in Florida from city to city. You know, why did you, you're homeless. And I'm gonna, first of all, I'm going to go in there and give them money. And I don't mean a lot. I'm going to go give them a few bucks and say, can I talk to you for you about your story? Yeah, exactly. The story. And, and Not I why you live in Florida, but no, well, why, what, you know, why, why did you come you home? And then when you did, what? you seem intelligent. Was it an addiction issue? Was it education? Right, right. Or was it a personal issue? Jobs issues today. You see people who are really good people who become homeless yeah. for whatever reasons. And I was going to do the same thing. And I'm going to do it because I have... Nick is going to film. I mean, right, I, I right. got a few things we're going to do, and I wanted I wanted to get a little bit deeper because I don't know if people want to give them that time. And I want to give uh, with all the platforms we all have today. I have the platform to let people hear from a real homeless person 
and why? Because how close are you or anybody out there right. from really becoming home? Exactly. Like, you know, any of us, anything can Absolutely. happen. Absolutely. And, and, you know, fortunately for, for you and I, we just made ourselves closer to having $1.35 billion because we both bought lottery tickets. Oh, and we bought them right here at Secret <laughs> uh, uh, the liquor store. The liquor service sells out. So, Larry, let me ask you this question. No, I, I, okay. Can I, I, I hate the interview. I'm not interviewing you. You're supposed to interview me, but. Let me just throw this out. I, I know because I, I thank you for giving me my notes. Okay, so <laughs> so so what would you do with the money? You, you get the one point three five million. What well, you know, billion? Uh, what, what are you going to do? Obviously, you get such amount of money. Uh, the first thing I do is literally take care of all the people I know as friends, associates, in in a way. And I don't mean like you got to give everybody five million, a million. Mm-hmm. I want to give every everybody a chance to do what they wanted without having to worry about that money and, and the return of the money at all. Okay. Anybody. Okay. It could be somebody I met and, and we connected in some way and I contact him and say, Hey, listen, you know, you always, you remember you talked to me about a radio store or whatever, the, whatever the fuck you talked to me about. And it compelled me to remember that or whatever it is. And I would say, okay, here's the money and, and don't worry about doing it. And, 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 and I want you to, I did this even when I was a gangster and I had money is I always gave back. My sisters used to call me a Robin Hood syndrome because I robbed a lot of money, but I gave a lot to communities and organizations and stuff of that nature. So you know what? You're even. (laughs) I wish it was that easy. Boy, that'd make it easy. But you know what it is? I I just, that's the first thing I would do. You know, because people say, what do you mean? I go, because charity, in my opinion, charity starts at home and Mm. with the people you know at home for whatever reasons. And I'm not saying... Listen, there's so many people who do the right thing and, and have a lot of money and people never know it. And even me, I, I mean, I, again, I, I I don't want to get off that right. because I don't have that kind of crazy money and I still do shit. And it's just because I think I do it. There's, there's a selfish reason too, because I feel good, if that makes sense. I, I feel oh, I, good. I get it. I I totally get it. I, I don't, you remind me of two different things. One, I don't know if I'm, well, mm-hmm. a, a buddy of mine and I were walking down the street in New York. There's a good friend of mine, and this guy was a guy who just couldn't get a break. No matter what he did, he was always in trouble. Give him the money. And we were walking down the street, and there was a homeless guy, and, and my buddy reached in his pocket, and he had $2 or a dollar, $2, whatever it was, and he gave it to the guy. And I looked at him, I said, Steve, I said, do you realize that that guy now has a higher net worth than you? <laughs> I said, because that's all the money you have. He goes, yeah, so what? That was his attitude, but... But something. But you know what's wrong with that? Uh, no, nothing. Listen, I, I, I mean, that's the kind of guy he was. He was a, he was a great guy. I mean, I understand. And, help yourself, yeah, of course, sure. But I also but, get that giving, giving, or uh, you know, they call giving. You know, Bill Gates came out with <clears> that <throat> giving pledge, and, and, right, and right. I don't think it's one of the best things when you get to X amount of net worth. Yeah, when you get to how, and yeah, what, where, where do you have to? At you what met? point? Yeah, man, you know, is point? enough. But you can always do something. Like I always hate when people say. Oh, that's all he gave. I'm like, what the fuck did you give? You know what I mean? It's like yeah, that. That, that, I, that it drives me, me nuts. Off too. It really pisses me off. Yeah, because you don't know what the person really no. does to begin with. Exactly. And for you to judge, you can't judge. I always tell people I'm never going to judge anyone, and I mean that. I don't. I. I don't have prejudices in me or or judgment in me because nobody knows what a person's gone through. I, and it could be anything, and it could be from abuses to. Uh, a bad parenting to beating. I don't know. And don't, don't, you don't have to know, but don't judge them. Right. Until you walk in a person. Because maybe you might not even make it. You might, you might not be here. 
for whatever reason. And and I believe yep. that. So I, I, I'm not going to look. I take everything with a, and I'm not a religious, I'm spiritual. I take everything with that. Uh, hey, man, did the, it, 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 it helped somebody. Yeah. And isn't that all that counts? Let me tell you what Cheryl told me. We did her show. Oh, wow. This is going to be you. I don't want to cry. Uh, I don't want to talk to you. Okay. Uh, I don't. Uh, it's a little part. I'll tell you off the end. Okay. Uh, but yeah, and I just can't. and then and oh, then uh, just no. so you guys know, tune into my show tomorrow morning. Back to my notes. <laughs> yes, your notes. What, what notes? You've been in radio for twenty five years. <laughs> yeah, you were great friends with Anthony Bourdain. Yep. Uh, other celebrities and yep. stuff like that. Oh yeah, Larry Lawton. Oh, uh, oh <laughs> it, it, you know, it, was I telling you this story? That, what was I just talking to the other day? We were talking talking about celebrity stories. Back in the islands. My radio station uh, had done, <laughs> done done something one time with uh, we were the radio station behind a comedy show, and one of the comedians was Sherman Hemsley. Oh no, you didn't tell me George. Oh, uh, George Jefferson. I, I don't remember. Who I, I know exactly who he is. I literally just told this story to somebody. I can't remember who it was. And so, so uh, Sherman Hemsley, you know, we met and again, connected with him. Like he came in the studio to do a promotion, and then the next thing you know, he's like. Well, let's go out. Let's okay. go have a beer. Let's yeah. go drink. Oh, he was awesome. We did the same. Yeah. Sherman Hemsley. Let me tell you, guys. Unfortunately, we lost. You know George Jefferson. So we were out <laughs> in the island one day, and we're driving out. I said, "Dude, I said I gotta get. I gotta stop at my house because we were going out, and I, said, I had to get something, whatever it was." So, <laughs> so we hear here. My wife is in the kitchen, and she turns around, and here comes. Sherman walking it, and he did his George Jefferson. Thing. Oh, I love it! <laughs> what one of the you know? There's a guy you know. Yes, a uh, celebrity. Him and Wheezy. What, what 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 a great person, human being. Oh my God, I, I was so upset when he when he had passed away and uh, lost a, lost a great one. But God, and you know what's weird? He was like best friends with um, uh, what's it? John Anderson from uh, Yes. Is oh, it John Anderson. Anderson. I think it's John Anderson. Yeah. That was his best buddy. Really? Yep. Well, here's, weird, here's weird. the question. I'm getting back yeah. to my notes. Okay, I'm sorry. Because I'm back to interviewing you. All right, go ahead. I'll shut up. Go ahead. <laughs> you ain't got to shut up. I love it. You're so easy to have fun with. Okay. Who, out of all the people, and I you got, I know you're going to have to hit, because I, I, you always ask questions on your show. We don't have the, you know, touch of Italy or question of the day. <laughs> Thank you, Sib. Uh, we have what I'm going to ask you. Who is your most compelling interview and for what reason i mean you gotta you have a 25 year career of hitting some and when terrestrial radio was it compelling um there was there was some i can't remember his name but uh one of the secret service guys who was with reagan when he got shot hmm I could sit and listen to he was he wrote a book and I, I forgot what it was called. Um, it was unbelievable. It was one of these interviews where I just shut up and listened. Yeah, isn't that great? It was amazing. He was great. It was it was uh, I forgot the name. I wish I could think of it. it. It was it was awesome and and he was a great interview, compelling. But there's so many like uh, one interview that I'll never forget. This was oh, that's my you know that's my tagline. What's a I'll never forget. There's the, bracelets and well, things, there's tattoos people have on their body. I'll never forget. Well, one that I'll never forget, and it, it, it's a celebrity, is uh, Bob Barker. Oh, I love him. Who does Big animal lover. 
So, oh yeah, the biggest. So this is what made this interview cool to me because people always ask you, "Who's your favorite interview? Who's your favorite interview? Who's your favorite?" We're interview? doing it here. So yeah. <laughs> so what was cool about Bob was that come on in. He didn't. He I didn't thought this is the real deal. This is why it's great. Did it? Some homeless guy just walked in off the street. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so Bob. That's Nick. Bob. Um, did, he, he was on the schedule. We reached out to him. My producer reached out. Can we do an interview? He didn't want to do it. Bob Bucket didn't. Bob, want to do it. he didn't want to do the interview. And so he said, "All right." He agreed to give me five minutes. We asked for like a ten minute time slot. He said, "No, I'm not doing it." How about eight minutes? No. We we begged him. Somehow we got five minutes out of Bob. It lasted 28 minutes. Here was a guy who didn't want to do it. Gave me an extra 23, and it was awesome. We could have gone another 28 minutes. He was great. I loved him. And it was, what it was, was it? I, I don't mean, remember. I don't remember what we know, talked. I don't remember. It was. It was. Yeah. So you give uh, me two hours, and and you want to get rid of me in one, but we stay for four. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just it, it. You know, it's just one of those things where you remember certain ones and. I, I, again, I've done so many that no, you forget. Yeah, no, yeah, but you do. again, if you forget, it's not as compelling <clears throat> to me. I well, remember. Well, no, there's a lot. Yeah, I remember interviews. Yeah, that I've done already. Yeah, that it stuck in my mind for something in that interview. Well, the, I did Michael Francis. Uh, Michael Francis, I've interviewed yeah. uh, several. Yeah, times. he's a great interview. But I, I did it in a different yeah. way because we we know. Right, 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 so right. So, so he's a great interview. There's a lot of great interviews, but like there was one I interviewed one of the Kennedys one time. I don't remember which Kennedy, um, but it was he was talking about. I guess he had a drug problem, and he had talked about oh, that. That's the and, one about with the with the murder in the I, garage. I don't remember which one it was. Oh, that I remember was amazing. But but he was talking. It was so real. He was very compelling. You know, that's a compelling one. Oh. Another one that is well, when you interview people who have <laughs> again, you talked about being spiritual. People who have died and they've been clinically dead, their stories sometimes are amazing stories. Amazing. And you, I don't care if you believe them in, in yeah, bullshit or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to listen because it's like, well, he's not trying to sell me anything. Right? No, no, no. I, I he's telling it. you a story. So there's, there's, man, there's just. Okay, question. Golly. So who nice. is an interview you'd love to do that you didn't or you tried to get and didn't? And somebody of that nature. Wow. Ah, a little stick in the head. Ain't how it feels, huh, buddy? I don't. Well, <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of one that I tried to get, and and I could. Warren Buffett was one. Couldn't get that one. It's <laughs> always uh, eluded me. Yeah, uh, he, he was very interesting to me. Um, Seems like such a nice guy. Do, do you know what? Do you know what's odd is to be quite honest. Almost everybody we've tried to get, we've got Michael Jackson. I never interviewed him. Oh, wow. he would have been an interesting one to oh. interview. I I, yeah. I consider forget his forget his life. I I consider him one of the most talented people. Mm. Unbelievable. I mean, dancer, artist, perfectionist. Well, how are we gonna look at it? And, and it just blows his way. And yeah, some some of the like like he would have been one I'd love to interview. I never did. Never. Yeah. No, I, never I, I mean, I, I now I, I, it's such a short career I have. Meaning, well, I, I'm just started this oh, real yeah. this quest. Uh, well, well, here Larry, I I think one of the things is that. Because someone has a big name, doesn't necessarily make them to be like. For instance, one of the ones I hated. Yeah, that was my next. That was gonna be man. You, you, are you reading and, my and notes? No. And what's so crazy about it is, all right, quick rewind a second. We keep going back to the islands. When I went to St. Martin, 
big part of your I, life, obviously. I had nothing to do. Like, I wasn't going to do anything. I was like, I, I'm not. And so one of the hobbies I used to do was magic, like card tricks and shit like that. Oh, really? I used to love that. I used to take I, used to I take still lessons. love it. I used to take lessons in Chicago. This guy, Bob Brown. I, I mean, I was like way into cards and ropes and coins and Were all that good? shit. Pretty good. And so I said to my wife, I said, hey, I said, you know, I got an idea when I go down there just to do something for fun. I'm going to bring my magic tricks and I'm going to go down where the cruise ships come in and do, and I'll sell tricks like little, like just to do something. And so I probably, I forgot how many tricks I brought down there. I bought a bunch. I said, I'll try it. You know what the hell? It'll be fun. And we, we were down there for three weeks and we got hit with hurricane George. I remember hurricane flooded, flooded my house. Lost all the tricks. <laughs> so, oh, so you didn't get to do it. Yeah, I never did it. You know, I want everybody yeah. to listen to this and just remember this, because this is going to come up on my show sometime down the line. And if you get the answer, you're probably going to go on a cruise or something, because we do crazy shit like that. And I did. I just did a okay. company cruise. One of my questions is going to be, what hobby did Bulldog do that he oh, really loved? Yeah, I love Because I didn't know that. I, I don't love know how many people know that. Whatever you got listening now, well, I, don't, I'm sorry, I, don't, I don't know. I've never yeah. heard you say it. I don't know if you no, spoke no, on, I, on dude, a show. I, I used to wake my wife. I used to think of tricks, like different how to do these things in different patterns. I would wake my wife up at two o'clock in the morning. Like, yeah, get up, get up here, 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 here. Take a card. She'd be like, "What? Take a card. I have an idea." She would take, and I would try to invent tricks and stuff really? like that. And and she would do it. She said, "You're then, a pain in the ass." Well, you? she said, "No, okay, all right. What's going?" And she figured out and be like, "All right, go back to bed." <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, I watched, uh, I again, one, I'm not a big TV watcher, zero, almost zero, except for live sports, something of that nature. Uh, oh, I went, oh, on the second one second, we'll get right back to. So the reason is David Copperfield. That's I interviewed David Copperfield one time, and I was so excited to interview him because I was into magic. One of the worst interviews I've ever had. Uh, why? Uh, he was kind of a jackass, and I hung up on him. I was like, yeah, fuck this guy. Oh, really? He didn't want to talk about anything. He just wanted me to sell tickets to his show, and that was it. And just tell people to buy tickets to my show. I was like, well, I don't really need to talk to you anymore. And I... Wow. Yeah. Yeah, to yeah. hang up on somebody, so to speak. Yeah, he was, pretty, a, pretty... he was really not nice to me. That is like... amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I forgot my fucking question. You're talking about uh, sports. You like sports. I was just talking about sports. But yeah, okay. You're saying you like sports. And you were, you no, were... and now I got it, but you did it. <laughs> I was so fucked up. My my question was, uh, <clears throat> I don't watch TV except for live sports. Right. But I did get into America's Got Talent for a few years. Not, I, I'm not a dancing with the stars. I'm not a dance. I got two left feet, and I can't sing or, sing or hold a note or any of that nature. But one of my shows, I liked that. And I, I liked it when it, all that stuff with America's Got Talent, I liked. So, when they had a, magi- a magician who won, he won twice. There are two magicians who won on that show. He was doing tricks. Now, you know, I consider myself pretty smart. I used to even watch the uh, uh, Zygmunt for, uh, Penn and Teller. I love when, that show. You remember when they would, like, they're, call they're, out the guy and know yeah. what the trick is? They're, 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 they're show Fool Us. Fool Us. Is that I, what it's I called? love that show. Right. So, I used to watch that. So, I love that kind of stuff. I was a magician. <clears> uh you know, Oriental, uh, something of that nature. Maybe, I don't know, Japanese, I don't know where he came from, but he had, you know, he was Oriental. And he did sleight of hand. That, to me, is just, some sleight of hand is just, I mean, I get I can take a card and make it go between your feet, you know. How right, 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 right. But amazing, amazing, a fucking amazing, I'm saying. 
I don't give a shit. This fucking Simon Cowell's in on this shit. Or whoever, you know, <laughs> there ain't no fucking way. You know, that's, that's what I would nah, say. They're, they're, they're and there's just some things in that way that I just get blown away. And to this day, obviously, I don't get blown away on those big, big illusion bullshit. You know, guy leaves the box. Right. You know, I mean, I've seen so many ways of how they've done that. And, you know, of course, nobody disappears and this. And you don't? Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, yeah, those days are over. I'm not, <laughs> I passed ten. <Okay>. So, <laughs> but and yeah. so those stuff though. But the sleight of hand. Yeah, they're great because they, that's all practice, obviously. Oh, I, I mean, I was never without cards in my hand at the time. I was always playing with cards, like just figuring out. And, I'm and, telling you, and that, doing that's a great. That's a great like question. That. Um, yeah. I'm going to have. You know, we had an interview with. A, a you know what they're going to do. They're going to like, go back and who's bulldog. No, they're going to go back and they're going to oh, and yeah. but they're not going to be able to because at that point I might block that part of it. Yeah. Uh, um, we have some ideas, you know. Ideas. Uh, hey, I I want to I want to no, say something. You're not going to interview uh, me, so I, we're going to talk about another. I want to give you. A, I wanted to give you a gift that, that ties in with your um with your company because I'm, I'm getting close I'm to the end. To well, I'm, well, here's the reason. I'm getting close to the end of my cigar. Right. I'm smoking one of these uh, Crooked Diamond cigars, the uh, limited edition. They're Larry Lawton cigars, and you can find them online at CrookedDiamond.com. Every CrookedDiamondCigars.com. That's what I meant. <laughs> Whenever I get close to the end, I, I take the band off the cigar, and I write something on the back of it. I usually put the date on it. And the reason why is because I have this thing. I know. I, I was I've mentioned it. And, you know how to take my fucking guy. And, and, and I and I have <laughs> and I have this uh, thing that I've had for a while. Can I open it? I, I'm I want to open it. Well, this is yours. Yeah, that's open. a gift for you. It's a cigar dossier. And so what I do is I write on the back and I glue in the cigar bands and I write who I was with and I write stuff about it and and it's a great little thing to go back on because every time you smoke a cigar, there's a situation, right? You're uh, all, I'm showing you're, it. Yeah, you're you're, you're always. We're, this is going to say Larry Lawton in the RV doing the podcast, the real, the real deal with Larry Lawton. That's going to say, <laughs> and, and, and that's what I love about it. I love experiences. Uh, you know, I love experiences. I, I, people Listen. ask me all the time, well, mm-hmm. you've done everything. You've been all over. You've done, <laughs> you've lived a pretty interesting life. They'll say to me. And obviously I did. There's things I can talk about and things I can't talk about, obviously in life. But this to me, I, I, when you gave, when you told me about this, actually, and you kept the band from last time, yep, and you showed me today. And oh, you I showed you mine. Yes, and I showed you. Yeah, yours. Yeah. I am excited because, first of all, I've been so I've been smoking cigars for forty years, forty years, and I and never that, had a better one than a crooked diamond. And that's the truth. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, obviously, I, I'm prejudiced. No, no. People uh-uh. say, "What's the best cigar?" And my answer is always the same: the one I'm smoking. No, that's a good answer. A crooked diamond. That's a good answer. A, no, but you know, yeah, but if you got an Optimo in your yeah, hand, yeah, I don't want to hear okay. uh, the Optimo. If you, if the, no, no, no. I I, I agree with what, what you yeah. just said to yeah. these experiences yeah. and people I've met, and I learned that through prison. And when you're when you're wealthy and you lose everything, I'm just telling a person the other day, I was a millionaire three times, twice illegally. The uh, <laughs> but it's not the money. I really mean that. Life is not about money. Absolutely. It, 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 it takes us at our age. It's hard to tell a young person that. It really is. 
because you have to have X amount of dollars. But they did a study, uh, and the study was two hundred and fifty thousand. I think it was that once you hit two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, it's a person's happiness is no more. If you had ten million, then you had, you made two hundred and fifty thousand. That that's this is a study. Well, I don't. Well, I don't think that money and happiness translate to each other. Well, what so the, that's, what that's they're trying what, to know. say is it's well, not about the money. It's not. But, if but between two fifty and ten million. No, the reason. No, yeah. the reason they say that is because once you got the necessities covered, mm. once you got the, the the whatever you're doing in life covered, then so because you got to work. You got when you're young. Yeah. You got no money. You were working on exchange, and you sure. talked about it today. You, you know, you were down to nothing. You you were worried about money. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just natural. It's a good, you know, it's a scorecard. You said it the other day. Yeah, it is a scorecard. We keep score with it. it. That's it. And you know what? At the end of the game, no one gives a fuck. No. I mean, when no. when you hear a person dying, and and it, we just had the person die today, uh, yesterday on your show. We talked. Oh, about Jeff Beck. It. Yeah, the musician. Great musician. And. Uh, Nobody's saying how much is Jeff Beck worth or did he do any of his money. They know about what he was and who he was as a person, maybe, and, and his music, obviously. Right. Uh, they're not going to ask Larry Law what he's worth or what it's going to be. They're going to say, you know, what did he do? What What is his so, character so, like? And so, stuff of that nature. And what, what, what does Larry want to be remembered as? Yeah, that's a good question. Why are you fucking doing this on my show? That's what are you going to be remembered as? I asked you first. No, it's my show. Um, I, you know, I, I guess I'd, I'd like to be remembered as a, you know, a good husband, a good father, and a, and a good guy. You know, uh, like a good person and stock answer, and I, and stock I, answer, and, a good one. And I, and I also want to. Okay, so I, I like every day to hopefully go down the air and, and make people happy. Just, that's what I, that's what I want to be. Somebody that like you know. That, you, know? Uh, you said that the stock is, and I think yeah. everybody wants the best for their family. Be before all the crap that yeah, comes yeah, along. Yeah. And I'm not saying that. Of yeah. But I want to be, I always try to help somebody every day. And I don't mean you have to do something. I don't care if it's opening a door for an old lady. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's help carrying a package. I sometimes take my, my uh, speed pass mm-hmm. and don't go through speed lanes and go to a, a lane where nobody's going and stop for 10 seconds and tell that guy, you know, thanks for doing your job. Thank you. Because I, I had to just see a face here. I'm seeing <clears> all these machines. And yeah. I've had a guy say to me, mm-hmm. You know, I really needed that. And that fucking struck me in a way that I will never forget. Man, I, so I used to go to those lanes, too. Very different than you. I would go to those lanes and say, see the guy and say, dude, I saw your wife with another guy. Boom, and take off. I'm just kidding. It, you know, I'm speechless, and you guys know, I don't get speechless. Because he's not a prick like this, but he just showed he's a fucking prick like this. I didn't. I know you did. It's funny, though. It would be fucking great. Hey. You know, all the shit we did when we were kids, yeah. or young people, I, I look back and I laugh at because we were kids and stuff. And, 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 and again, you learn the character. Even when I was a gangster and I was doing good things, I don't know if that was in me. And, and, and let's, let's face facts. People go, oh, that's going to put you at a pearly gates. You know, fuck that. I'm gone. That, there's no pearly gates for Larry. Those days are over. Yeah. Well, because I don't believe in him. Yeah. But my point is, in any of that, is I don't look at it as a scorecard. Oh, I did one bad thing. I did ten good things, or whatever it is. I just try to be. A de- I try to treat people the way I want to be treated. And well, if- you know, that's the golden rule: treat um, people like you. Want- but shouldn't you use the platinum rule, like uh, treat people like they want to be treated? No, <laughs> no, not at all. And, and, and it's funny because I, you know, I was uh, in, when I was in prison. 
I was in Atlanta, and when the Cubans took over Atlanta prison, and they took them over in 86, I worked for, in prison, I was in, in Atlanta in 97, and I worked for a guy named Perry, who since passed, knew him, uh, and he used to give a, he was a hostage during that time. Wait, you worked for him in prison? In prison, you know, and he worked the kitchen, he ran oh, the kitchen, okay. and he was a guard, you know, I mean, okay. uh, a staff person. Okay. And he used to also give a class to new guards that are coming in on how to treat people because they'll never forget. Meaning, when he was in prison, they took the prison over for 10. They had hostages and everything. They took it over the eight days. I mean, owned the prison. Yeah. They were trying to let out Silverstein. Silverstein was the head of the Aryan Brotherhood. He killed. He's the only man who was ever, uh, he was 35 years on no human contact. Uh, I I, I would I went into his cell where they had him underneath Atlanta in a private cell that even the, only the lieutenants could give him his food and they put it through a door. He'd open that door, come get the food. He was on what they call no human contact. Wow. Yeah. And you don't talk about, I mean, a torture? As human beings, we are very social animals, obviously. And it's probably the worst thing you can do to anybody, any human being. Forget it, because I know what isolation is. I was in the hole uh, a long time, three years. And he is 30-something. Yeah, he just died. He, he killed a guard and a lieutenant uh, and Cadillac, head of the uh, Black Panthers, while he was in the hole. We all know how to slip handcuffs because I slipped handcuffs on the show and did it on a video. Actually. Really? Yeah, and they're easy to get at him. And I did that to beat the shit out of a guy in the hole real bad because he was still cuffed and there's no such thing as a fair fight. So bad on him. Mm. My point was he... Uh, he worked for these, uh, the uh, system, and he gave a, a, about how to treat people. He treated every. He goes, I treat inmates. Cause I, and I asked him why. He goes, first, three reasons. He goes, the, the first reason was you never know what they really did. He goes, there are people in here. Yes, they did a bad thing, but they're really a good person. They made a mistake. Why should you make their life any miserable? Because the prison system's job isn't to torture you to give you an extra sentence. It's to confine you for what the court said. Now, we, we can debate wrong and right in the length of time. When I do that all the time, call it the, a broken criminal justice system. He goes, but when he was in prison, he goes, an inmate, convict, especially a guy, will never forget what you did to them. Now, you might fuck with 20, 50 people a week, you know, disrespect them, you know, call names, do whatever the fuck, you slap a guy around, this, you forget about it. That inmate will never forget about it. And, and it's true because I know that end of it. And when the times, uh, when, when the situation has changed, he's going to remember that. Now, he always treated people with respect. Did you know when he was a hostage, they broke into the commissary and the other inmates protected him and gave him food and everything? Well, you should treat everybody. Well, everybody the person that didn't, everybody. they yeah. fucked his wife right in front oh, of him. Oh, Jesus. Because they both worked in prison. And then they raped him. Mm. So, uh, my point and his yeah. point was is why 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 wouldn't you treat him like as if it was your father or somebody in here because it could be yeah and it made a lot of sense yeah, to me. just treat everybody right I, you know and 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 that's an easy rule see i'm i'm not of the mindset we in this country have way too many <clears throat> laws if you broke them down to common sense what's right good treat people good you know they have stupid laws there's states that have laws that uh, uh, sodomy or, uh, you know, blowjob or fucking ass is illegal. Literally illegal. 
I mean, what, that's no common sense. You know, it's not, they come from the old times and things and things, the religious things and stuff of that nature. And, and when you think about them, yes, today, most states do not, of course, uh, uh, put them, uh, uh, enforce them. Okay. We have a law in the United States right now that is illegal to smoke marijuana. I don't care if the state's legal. Did you know in, in California or all this 13 or 14 states that are fully legal marijuana statewide? Federally, it's a crime. Well, yeah. It's not. Well, you can get arrested. Yeah. And if they want you, they can yeah. do it. I, I, and, and my point is that you have to use common sense more than you have to, in my opinion. Now, laws, I can give people, uh, I'm an expert on, 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 on a couple of things with the law. They're what they call the CFR, which is the Code of Federal Regulations. And it's what, how law, how agencies like the Bureau of Prisons, the FBI, how they set their policies and rules by law, by law. And then it comes down and down. And I remember suing the Bureau of Prisons for masturbating. Uh, I got caught masturbating in my cell alone, in my bunk at one in the morning, and they put me in the hole, cost me 28 days of good time. It's a, you can look at it. People Google this all the time. You could Google Larry Lawton, doing, ma- Larry Lawton doing, masturbating. Larry Lawton masturbating. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. at, at, at no point am I going to Google that. You know? No. Well, never. I'll send never. you the lawsuit. <laughs> I, I don't even want to read the lawsuit. That's, My point uh, is, it's just that uh, there's things that, that, that happen that you look at and say, what the fuck is going on? Where does common sense come into things? And you know what, Bulldog? Until we set back, we're going to keep making more laws and more laws, and we're going to fuck things up more and more. And sadly, the United States, and I love my country, still has the worst uh, criminal justice and prison system in the free world. That's fact. That's not... I can go into recidivism numbers. I do this, you know, in Congress. And stuff. There, there's no question about that. They, I mean, the, the government will tell you that. We're, we don't know what we're doing. Uh, but they don't want to fix it. But that that we're gonna get, that's off on a, on, on a different tangent yes. right now. ADD right here sponsoring my show. As well as uwager.lv and crookeddiamondcigars.com. Oliva. Oliva. Oliva is my sponsor of this show. They are Oliva. Don't show them that. No, that's legit. You can't show the other one. Because the guy's going to recognize He's one of the executives at fucking Oliva. He's a great friend. Uh, after after I got it, I told him I got it. <laughs> and he didn't get it back. <laughs> but nice. yes, Oliva, yeah. uh, you, Bulldog, <clears throat> my my main questions were your next one and, next and this one. one. Oh, your wife gave me a present, <laughs> and I want it right now. Could you give it to me? Yeah. Okay. I did talk about this a uh, little bit, <clears throat> a little bit, but I want you to open that, and I want you to give that to me right now. Okay. Because at this minute, because yeah. you're fucking driving me crazy a little bit, yeah. you're fucking stressing me out. I am. Well, that's good. That I'm stressing you out. There's a perfect time to stress you out because I have something for that. So if you didn't, I don't know if we talked about it on the last show. I a little, but I would like to. I'd li- I really <coughs> like to talk about it so because my, my, I love stuff like this. My wife, I really do. My wife, who is, um, just, I said it before, she's just a great person. I mean, she's a great wife. But I'm saying she's a great person. She wants to help people out. And while we were down island, she got involved in like one of those battered women's homes. Yeah, sure, sure. She, she got involved with counseling. And so she was a counselor there. She did that for a while. Just volunteer. Hey, Nick, uh, can mm-hmm. you come in here for a second? And grab, oh, a, grab a glass. Uh-oh. You can have a drink with us. But I want, because you stressed out over something. 
He saw you what? Oh, yep. Last night's flight, everything well, else. Okay. And, and, and I, I, I had this in mind when this happened. Okay. Because I knew it was coming here. And I knew it was coming without him. I was supposed to bring him here. Okay. And we couldn't get him. So thank you again <clears> for helping <throat> us up. Whose company helped yep. us out to pick up Nick? Oh <laughs> no! I mean that my, my, my buddy Dean. He uh, he is you know his, uh, my friend Buddy's limo. Uh, we call him a Dean. Went and that can make his mark with us. <laughs> so okay, grab him to make his mark. Okay, Nick. Uh, let everybody know. There you go, Nick. Right. Nick uh, works with me now. He's doing more and more. He does a lot of filming. He's a blogger. Smart young guy. Go ahead, pour yourself a drink. Uh, pour a little more now. <laughs> uh, just a little more. And I want you to sit in that chair because I want you because he, he was and he was <clears throat> he told me I called him and he right. was stressing out. Yeah, okay. well that's good. I and I, I don't blame him because <clears throat> I was stressed <throat> out because I needed a fucking driver and I was gonna have to go get him. Well, thank you to Dean and thank and you buddy Dean and, for and buddy sending a limo yeah. for him. Yeah, he had a nice guy. Had a nice ride back, right? Okay, yeah. and Nick, move yeah. that chair over, right? Like right, so almost like so he can see in Bulldog's camera. So. Now, again, All right, so Nick, my wife, my wife is a, again, again is a wonderful, wonderful person. She wants absolutely. To help she was a a therapist, and she had a therapy business. And as a therapist, she realized that stress was at uh, like it was an epidemic. Stress, everybody was stressed out, and so she wanted to come up with a way to help people out with stress out of the office. So what she came up with was she had an, she thought that. What you do is when you're stressed out, everything tightens up, right? Your, your breathing tightens up, your body, you just you tense up and you stress. So in order to come up with a way to do it outside of the office and, and to help people, she invented a product that looks like this. Yeah, he's showing it. Right if, you're, if you're on Spotify, yeah, iTunes, go to our YouTube, check it out. Oh, okay, that's what it's called. It's called Pinch Me Therapy Dough. And if you want to go online, then go to pinchmedough.com. Doe, D-O-U-G-H, pinchmedoe.com. Pinchmedoe.com. Yeah. We'll put that <clears throat> So, and I dented this one somehow. Sorry about that. That's why. Do, do, I, have, do, I, have, do I have a, a, a rejected product? I think you do. <laughs> but anyway, so what it does, it's a it's an aromatherapy infused stress reliever. And I like, okay. I told so you, I'm I like open fidget spinners and stuff. All right, right so I'm opening this up for you, and you can see in here. It's pretty cool. Oh, okay. Can I see it? Yeah, you see that? It says pinch me in there. Okay. Can, can I see it? Yep. Oh fuck. So this this is the ocean scent. We have we probably have like twenty to more scents. If you go on the website, you can see it. Smell that, Nick. Smell that, Nick. So what you're saying is I needed this yesterday. Well, he, sorry. He, he probably needed now. No, really, he did. He, so, did. he needed it. So you just you just take it out and you just play with it. And it, now and, now and pull it out. Now when you oh, see, you can like take a, you pull a little look, bit look, or a lot. Oh, huh? so oh it hit him. See, so if oh, I don't pull it, the whole thing. Whatever you want. There's no right or wrong way to use it. Okay. But what happens is if, if you like the scent and just start playing with it with your hands, it takes your mind to your hands and the scent opens you up if you like it. And you just start playing with it and there's no right or wrong and way to use it. it's not sticky on your hands. No. No, she formulated that. It's Let me tell soft. you something, Larry. She worked. Well, how years. is it? It's very soft. She, yeah. she worked years. It's very soft. I mean, did you see that? She, yes. she worked years developing this. And she cooked it at the house in our kitchen, and she made this. And now your house must be smelling great when she does. Well, what, it smells great when she does it. And they're all different scents. And, Look, and uh, so does she, your she, wife have a background in like chemistry no, or something? No. How does a fucking person? She just now you told to me something. Wait a minute, you yeah. told me something pretty cool. What's that? And I, I and you don't think I listened? 
I, I listen more than you know. I remember you telling me she was on Shark Tank. Oh, she was, yeah. Can you tell me that story? Sure. How did she get on Shark Tank? Because <clears throat> so, I want to get on there and tell Mr. Wonderful to go fuck himself. <laughs> okay. You know, you know, so, he goes, you're dead to me? I want to walk out and say, <clears throat> before I start really this presentation, <laughs> you're dead to me. So, what happened with this? So, look, you want, so, you want, you want some more? There you go. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it is pretty cool. And it really works. Wow, you'll see. It's good. Yeah. And there's all different scents. I'm going to send you a whole bunch of them. I wow. promise. You, so, mean, this is fucking, it's different. So, when, so we developed, the, you know, we started a business with this thing. You know, she started and, and she did it on her own. She went out and she developed the stuff and she created the labels and she did all She's done stuff. everything. She did everything. I she did it, it all. I love that. And she went out and she said, she just, she gutted it out and she went to a store and she wanted to see if she could sell it. She walked into a store. She went to a, like a trade show or something like that. And people liked it. And, and she so went she to went, stores. Uh, they, they're all over the place, trade shows like that. So she went and she did this on her own and she started selling it and realized there was a market for it. And then we got really involved in it, and uh, we were making this in our house. We were shipping them out of the house. And, and how did Shark Tank come about? So yeah, you did, you missed that Shark part. Tank. No, so <laughs> so we were in about four thousand stores. Wow! Right before now, the pandemic, now, was that just by by hard work? Yes. I mean, you, I mean did we, you have sales reps all over the place? Yes and no. We we at one of these trade shows, she she put it out there, and we were just you know she was selling it there. And somebody came by from a, a company and they wanted to be our sales rep. And so one thing led to another and a lot of people saw it and a lot of people were interested in it. And so it started doing very well. And we started getting in a lot of stores and, and businesses and there were sales. We had a sales rep company that were out there. And they had sales reps all over the country. And so, like I said, yeah, at one point we were probably in like 4,000 stores. Wow. And it was, it, yeah. And so uh, then this thing called the COVID, the pandemic hit. What's that? There's some COVID some stuff. bullshit and, that I never yeah. believed in. I still don't. Well, so it hit. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing. It closed down about 4,000 stores. I, I know. It's sad <clears> as fuck. So, this. so our, our business, we have to change our whole model. It was like, all right, now we got to go online and start doing this online. That's what we had the, you know, the e-commerce, e which we knew nothing about. Yeah, I believe we it. We got lucky. Mm. Uh, this company, because somebody called us from Shark Tank. They called us. Oh, so you didn't, you didn't pitch Shark no, Tank? No, they called Not a us. pitch or anything? Nope. They found out about us somehow. They called us up and they, you know. And then we had to go through all the process. I got to tell you, I've done a lot of stuff. That was because, you know, her end of the business is that. And I'm more of the back back end of it. And I had to do the paperwork for this thing. And I am going to tell you, that was the most paperwork I've ever had to fill out for anything. Can I ask you a question? Did you use this to fucking stress? All the time. I was like, man, I was playing with that stuff all the time. I, I, I was, I, I, it was crazy. So, so we got it done. They accepted us. We shot the video. We did this. We did this and everything else. And so we said, listen, you know, this is great if we can get a deal with them. And we wanted to make a deal. The one we wanted was because um, we were already on QVC. So we didn't really need Laura. Right. Laurie. Laurie. Laurie um, Bernier. Yeah. So we didn't really need her. Um, we didn't think Mark Cuban was a fit for this. But the one who we really wanted was Robert. Because we thought, he and I was, like him. He's like a, a, a like a he's computer, an internet computer e commerce yeah. e guy, and so we were thinking that's who we wanted. But we'll take what we can get, you know. So she goes out there. We made him. So I think we were asking for what, what year was this? Twenty twenty one. It was the pandemic. Twenty twenty one. Now you <coughs> shot this during the pandemic because I remember when they switched up how yeah. they actually had to move apart and all that. 
you know, the the the, so, the five sharks. So she, right. So she went. I couldn't go because what they it's normally in L.A. and I could have gone with her, but because of the pandemic, it, they went and they they shot it in Vegas. So that so they had like a hotel. I forgot what it was. They took the whole floor. Like they picked her up at the airport, took her to a hotel. They had a private elevator for all only Shark Tank people. They went into a room. They you know she got tested, tested, tested. She went into this room and and she was like locked up for I don't know what it was seven days, ten days, she, you know. Fuck. And they would bring her food and that was it. And, and it was like you. <laughs> and then when she the day that she little gave better her pitch the day they gave her sales pitch. Um, what do you mean they, they give you a sale? Like, well, they say you know okay, so today's your day that you're gonna go okay. in front of the sharks. So she they came and they got her. They brought her downstairs. And, uh, and and she gave her her pitch, and when she finished that, she went back upstairs and locked her away. And the next day, they picked her up, took her to the airport, and she left. But you want to know what happened on the show? Oh, you think so? <clears throat> so if you want to watch it, it's great. It's That's season what season? I think it was season. It's either season twelve, episode sixteen. Well, season, I need I need that info because I, I want to. <laughs> I, I, I think I think it was season twelve, episode sixteen. And uh, so she went on there, and she got three offers. Wow! Well, yeah. Wait, wait a minute before I start. All right, because what what did she ask for? We were asking for three hundred thousand for seven percent of the company. At this point, this <clears throat> is one of my issues with Shark Tank. Okay, uh, I'm not. A, listen, I like when they help people, and I know, but I do know some people have been on it, and I do know some people said, "Larry, it's not worth it." This for some reasons, uh, what they get <clears throat> and everything else, but. They're big line, a lot of these people. Look at him. He's into this stuff. It's like adult play. This, he's into it. It is. Yeah. That, no, that shows. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 yeah. What happened is uh, they always ask you this. What's your sales? Right. What's your numbers when you did all? And, well, I, and I say, I, if I give you all and I got great numbers and you want it, I can get it from a fucking bank. <clears throat> well, but okay. Yes. Say so we had good numbers. Like we That's know, a, what, what are you? So, I mean, so they... I mean, it's already on the air. It's yeah, not like, tell me, no. So when they asked her what were your sales, and and there were five point two million. You had five point at that point. Yeah. And how yeah. long? Five years, three years. Yeah, years. maybe maybe like four four. Okay, that's four or five big years. Like that. Yeah, so numbers. so they were big numbers, right? So they were blown over, like I'm whoa, whoa, good whoa. Problem, 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 margin. Yeah, it was good. So everything was good. No, no problem with that. I love the smile. You're so, <laughs> so, but you know, I went, I was very, actually that was one thing I, I was kind of like Ugh. I didn't I never really talked about the business. Yeah, you know, I talked about it on, on the show and stuff, but, but I didn't really. Like yeah. So so anyway, it was hard giving up those numbers because I try to. Sure. I live low key. Like, I don't try to do it. So, so do anyway, I. so we came up with that, and yeah. so it blew their minds, and uh, and and so from there they you know so they made an offer, and the first offer I think was um, who who. I think the first one was Mr. Wonderful. He offered three hundred thousand for twenty five percent. And he wants per no. Oh, he did no, not that was ask. It, that was it. But he wanted twenty five. Wow. And he asked per unit and, to get his money back. And you know, we went in there and said, "There's no way we're giving up twenty five percent of the company." Did you? Did you and Nancy? SUA, yeah. Did you guys have numbers that you were acceptable, yes. not acceptable? Yes. Numbers? But see, there was a, a yes, there was. We we didn't want to give up twenty percent. We were willing to give up nineteen percent. That was the thing. Because once you, at at twenty percent, then those people have a lot of say so with business stuff. Right, right. right. So we said let's keep it at nineteen percent. <clears throat> but uh, so he offered twenty five for twenty five percent, three hundred thousand. Then Robert offered twenty same deal, three hundred thousand for twenty five. 
then they were making, she was making a decision. And then Damon came in and said, David John. Yeah. yeah I'll give you 300,000 for 20%. So that made it more interesting. And then Robert said, I'll match that. So she tried to get them down to come down a little bit, like 17%. They went to it. So And their, their great she, line is, what's the 2%? No, nah, no, nah, they know what's up. I know. So, no, but they say that. You know, so I, mean, then I, when, that. I, I used to when, watch it religiously. When, uh, so when, when she finally, like I said, we went in there wanting Robert because we thought what we needed, we didn't need the money. We really, we needed help in e-commerce. And business, sure. And so that, so she said, Robert, I'll take your deal. So we got Robert for 300000 for 20%. But just so everybody knows what happens on Shark Tank, is that's what you see on TV. Afterwards, that's when the real stuff starts. And you've got to, you know, you're doing, they're doing due diligence on you. You're doing due diligence on them. And you start negotiating with them and their company and everything else. You oh, start for a talking. different deal? Not a different deal, but what are you going to do for me? You, sure. What, what are you going to do? Do you, do you all have outsources? So, like we haven't, there's not even an in, you're not even in. You okay. Okay. I got you. Okay. It's just, it's so, a verbal offer. Right. So, so we go on and I will say that Robert's people were great. Robert and his people were, I have nothing bad to say about him, but in the end, the ultimate thing is they were just going to give us the money. And, and, you know, if we needed to ask them a question or something, but they weren't going to help us. Like they we weren't going to work. So we, in, in the end, we decided to just go our separate ways. So we didn't close the deal. Most of the deals on that show don't close. Even when you see they make a deal, most of them don't close. So I have nothing bad to say about him at all. I have nothing bad to say about Robert, his people, Shark Tank. It, 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 was, it was great. It was a great experience. It was crazy because the exposure blew you up more. It was like... I mean, you went from $5 million to $10 million? I, You don't want to know? <laughs> the numbers... What they did for it, I mean, what we would normally do in a busy day, that when that show aired, it was off the charts. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. And, and you now, hear that on everyone. Now, we, we prepared for it the best we could. We man, we manufacture our own product. Right. Sure. And that's hard. That's so, very hard. You don't have a, a assembly line of 50 people, 100 no, people. No. We, we, I mean, we have some people, but we don't have that. No. So we manufacture our own products. We manu- We went crazy. We said, all right, we need all this. And we got pretty close to what we needed. So we were we were shipping out pallets of stuff like it, wow. it, it was exciting. It was really exciting. It's still great. Business is going great, and she's in Atlanta right now at the Atlanta Trade Show, and and oh, it's keeping busy. But you know, it's wow. look, it's it's her business. I just help her. You know the, the one the one product on that uh, show that I, I kind of loved because the guy told me to go fuck themselves is Copa Divina. I remember that. I don't, I don't think he wanted the deal. He wanted the exposure. I don't blame him. Listen, he just wanted exposure, and he did it. And he's now he's everywhere. If you look at Seven Eleven, that guy, that guy could be on that show now. He's done you know, so well. You know, we our product, pinch me, pinchmedo.com. Our product is all over the place. People will send me stuff. Pinchmedo.com. Like, yeah, people will be sending me stuff. They'll be like, "Hey, man, I was in Alaska and I saw the you know, and, and the store. How, how reasonable is the price? Fourteen ninety nine. That's it. Yeah. And how long will fourteen ninety nine last? Year? That'll last you over a year. One one jar. One jar left over a year. Wow! Look, he's into this. This kid is into this. <laughs> do you feel calmer? Yeah. See, you really do. There you go. There's quiet. a true testimony. Quiet. Look, he's quiet. quiet. I'm, I'm not. You needed that last night. Yeah. He ran into a lady at the airport. He almost gets, a, dies, gets into a. Phone dies. You just play with this. Yeah, man. Just chill. He he got he got into an argument with a lady that sat down right. Yeah, hey, I was arguing with 
like, no, he was <clears> that. <throat> <laughs> he's calling me. I'm driving, and, and you know, then I had the, the problem with the RV. Yeah, and, and I had my stress. Him, I felt like he's in an airport. I mean, you know, this, when you're in an RV, you're all right. Yeah, it's not a bad place I, to be. I'll tell you what, I'm so impressed with what you have here with this RV. It's uh, really cool. It, 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 it is. What it is. is. You know, yeah. it's something that I love. Well, to. it allows you to go wherever you want to go and do your show. And do what you want to do. Not just the show, even like he knows because he's there now and he works. And we took it to an opening cigar event. We set it up and they got all plates. You know, it, it's like your house. An opening cigar, like Crooked Diamond the Cigars? Crooked Diamond, you know, CrookedDiamondCigars.com. Yeah, that one. <laughs> he's great at that. Same. So at what, oh, at what but, point now, where, okay, I always ask people this. And you know that I asked you. Uh, where do you see this product and and, and, I, and her in one year, five <laughs> years, and 20 years? We're enjoying it, so we're staying with it. We, you know, we, we I get mean, to employ it, people it, in the next in the next year. That's sure, what I want. We, we get a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people depending on it now, <clears throat> so it does that for it. She still loves doing it. She likes helping people, and it's helping people. We get letters all the time, like you know, my my my, my kid has autism, and this helps. Oh, and, yeah. and, and schools get it, and and we use it, and teachers and people send us letters. So she loves that part of it. Um, Good for her. You know, she's always inventing new scents, and she gets excited, and it excites her. Just like Larry, I get up at 3 o'clock or 3.30 in the morning excited to do a radio show. She gets up, and she's excited to do her product. We're not going to stop. Isn't that great? You know, in five years, will something change? I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I mean, but we'll, you, we'll you, you know, you know, as a businessman, I'm a yeah. businessman. We, you have to have exit strategies. We you do, have have a we, lot of we do, and I'll tell you, the, the one thing we're at now is I don't know if we want to get, you know, because look, you know, we can get a lot bigger. We thought about opening more factories and do it. But I don't know if we really need to. We're we're pretty happy. Everything's pretty good. Love that. And and we're gonna, you know, we'll 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 do it until she She doesn't want to she doesn't want to do it anymore. You know, I love what you you know, I, what you said there and I try to tell people, yes, I have a strategy. People my brother say, Larry, what's enough is enough? How much work do you need? I don't consider what I do work. That's number one. I, I don't need a full letter word. Trust so. me, what Leighton pays me, he doesn't consider it work either. Yeah. <laughs> Right, that's gonna be fun. Don't let me ask him that. No, he always says that he doesn't. <coughs> he, he, he doesn't have any idea. I guarantee you, he doesn't know what I get. And he owns everything. Yeah, he does not. He's gonna be an interesting interview. You're you're gonna interview one of the most interesting people you've ever interviewed tomorrow. That's big words because I, I did a lot I, of crazy. I, I am telling you, I have met a lot of people. I know I'm not more me. I have met a lot of people, and Leighton Moore is so unique. And I told you, as big as Secrets is, his heart is bigger. I love that. And and yet his his vision, his mind is 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 a tenth grade education. You I know? know, we talked about that. And he's just so unique. And and that's coming from a guy who has friends like Big Sip, who is also a unique guy. Okay, I think I know <clears throat> Sip very well. I know, but <laughs> but I'm just saying that it. it like a lot of my friends are really unique and really different. Yeah, I There's consider nobody... myself a little bit of a, a you, unique person. You are. And a friend, of course. You are. And, and Leighton is the most unique in every way. Something, you know, it's hard to, not that I try to figure him out, but you don't, I, you'll see, man. When you interview him, you'll see. He's a businessman. He's a visionary. He's this. He's that. He's, a, he, he's just a big-hearted guy who wants to do good and he wants to help everybody. And I love that. You know, yeah. I, I saw his operation today a little bit. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow we'll do a little something with the with the distillery. I hope and I'll, yeah. I'll talk to him or get that number and because uh, I'd love to do that. 
I want to talk about that because you, what I saw yesterday, or you know, today, uh, we're going to be doing this interview, is uh, the amount of people he employed has got to be astronomical. It was, I mean, I don't know what we have now, but it, it, like pre-pandemic, I think it was 600 people. What? I think there were 600 people who worked there. Dude, this, you know, the capacity How is 5,000. In that place. Yeah. I'm going to tonight? Yeah, 5,000 You're going to give me a card for that. Yep, we're open. <laughs> I'm just making sure we're open. We're open. No, I know. That's yeah. why, you know, I saw five, that and five, I said, that's what I'll stay. 5,000. There won't be 5,000 now. It's, no, it's no, no, no. I went there last I'm saying when, 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 there, when it's the in the summertime, thing, there's lines wrapping all the way around the parking lot. They have gates. Like, I mean, people will get here early in the morning. We open up at 9 or 10 in the morning. And it stays open. And I've seen it when two it's in the morning. packed. Yeah. I've been here when it's packed. Yeah. And it is, it's pretty exciting and pretty unique. If you unique. look up Secrets Memorial Day and look at the pictures online, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's I might have been crazy. that weekend because I did come yeah. here. To, yeah, I remember. You weren't here on Memorial Day. Uh, it was. It was no, no I, it might have been. It was a crazy weekend. But I could tell you something. I had to go out <clears> into the river on some fucking It's not a ramp. river. It's a freaking bay. Whatever the fuck it you is. You know what? I had to go out there <laughs> onto a fucking, like, uh, a dock. Yeah. To yeah. get away from people. Yeah. And, it, and, it's, and, it's and that, that's how packed it was. And I go, wow, this is fucking amazing. It is. And, you know, as a person who... Likes a quiet life. The, <laughs> the yeah, the drink uh, was it the drink or me? You. <laughs> it was not the drink. That was you. And and I just I don't know I think mm-hmm. but what I I want to say something with with, yeah. with your product uh, and it's pinch me me pinch me like pinch me pinch me dot com pinch me dough pinch me dough d o u g h dot com yep. pinch me dough dot com yeah uh, go check it out and I'm sure there's a, a bunch of uh, scents and stuff. Oh, yeah, I, the, how does that smell, uh, Nick? Do you like it? It smells like laundry. That's that's Green the uh, that's like a real fresh scent. That's ocean. But okay. I'm going to send you all this. I'm going to send you all a bunch of stuff. I, I did. I I love the fact of what you're doing because I told you I like the uh, fidget sticks because they keep you. But you know something that gets your mind off that immediate pissed off shit. Yep. And anything that helps. Any listen. I, Again, I, keep in mind she did this to help. People. I know. That's, that's, what, the that's most, what makes and, it work. And you know, the other thing we do, we, we um, a portion of all the proceeds oh, go to Wounded Warriors. Oh. So we've, uh, we've done that. The only thing I'm going to say about that, I'm a big person on charities. Okay. Uh, a lot of them. Uh, and I, I go to, and I, and I implore everybody to do this. You should go to charity charitynavigator.com. Okay. And it you Put the charity. Yeah, and, and and that was one of the things they they do give a lot of their a large percentage. They got hit so bad with stealing money and having conventions for a million dollars for their senior staff and stuff. It's all over the news. Oh, and it's been that. over the news for three, four years. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but uh, I, no, no, no. Listen, I'm a, because you know a lot you of know it. I'm a, with, a lot of a lot of it went to you know people with PTSD. Uh, listen, and I, so that's why Wounded Warriors is a great fit and. The fact that my son's now in the Air Force. And I love that. He's, and, and he's a fan of mine. He is. He's a huge fan of yours, Larry. And now, my, my, son, I, my son loves Larry. But yeah. no, uh, uh, what but, uh, Bulldog, yeah. I, I'm, listen, I, am, I love what you do because yeah. I do a lot of it. And I am a disabled vet with PTSD who gets, I'm a 90%, I don't know if you knew that, 90% disabled vet. Really? Yeah. You, you didn't know that. Not 90%? 90%. Matter of fact, that could be 100% if I wanted. Okay. Because when from, I cr- from your back, yeah, right? I crushed my spine. Right, right, right. I picked up more dead bodies in one year than uh, I did most any over fifty. Uh, 
over 30 kids were killed during the Sunshine Skyway. Right. Remember the bridge collapsing in, in St. Petersburg? Oh, yeah. uh, in 1980, uh, 81, 80 or 80, uh, I was uh, stationed at Coast Guard uh, Base Cortez, Florida, which is outside Sarasota, which right. covered St. Petersburg. Well, when the ship hit the bridge and the cars went off and a Greyhound bus with all kids went in there and we were picking up the dead bodies. Oof. And then I was on the Freedom Flotilla. I was the first boat down when the Cubans let out the people and I was picking up all the floaters, the dead bodies. Right. And we got fucked up. And we were so fucked up. We were taking dead bodies. We were putting them in the chair of the Coast Guard boat, put a cigarette in their mouth and a hat. And they're dead. And we put their hand and we, and we I hate to say... I mean, we all saw psychologists out of it. And what happens, they said, you, you were coping. You, you didn't disrespect the body because it was already a body. You picked up so many bodies. It, uh. it, 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 it passes that. You, and, and again, people, I don't want people to think I, I, you know, we did morbid things to their body because we didn't. But we kind of made jokes. We had once, I remember one time we had 11 dead bodies piled up like they were just like packs, packs of sand in the back of the boat. And then you're throwing them off the boat like it's, you know, it, it, you become numb to something like that. Now, is that why I'm fucked up? Listen, there's a lot of reasons Larry's fucked up. Uh, that but, didn't help. That didn't help. That didn't help. But, you know, La but Larry, don't make excuses. You never heard me make an excuse yeah. ever in my life. And I will never make an excuse for anything from being abused at 11 yeah. to things that happened to me. I don't because I always want people to know, anybody out there, I want them to take whatever tragedy they went through. And I don't give a fuck what it is because we all went through something. I want you to take it and use it as a, as a tool to educate others and learn because what has saved my life and being in a hole for three years and being abused and strapped down naked and beaten, tortured, you know all my story there. Uh, it, it's I don't hate the guards. It took me five years to say I wasn't going to kill them. I actually planned the murders of two people, and I mean for five years. And you know who saved my life on that? Too? Cheryl. Because okay. uh, she says, Larry, you're killing yourself. People you hate don't even know you hate them. And all you're doing is reliving your trauma. Not only reliving it, you're making it worse every day because you are consuming yourself. Right. So you're taking space away from other parts of your body. You're so smart. Anyway, and it took me years to say, now I, I not only forgive them, I, I feel bad. <clears throat> doesn't mean I don't hate them. Doesn't mean I, you know, I hate the word hate. Doesn't mean I don't, uh, you know, have that. It's not right. All, I can go on and on. What it is, is, is that how bad is their life? If you got to abuse people when you're in the worst time of your life, somebody's got to abuse you to, for whatever reason to make themselves feel better or stronger or better. They must be going home and being smacked around by their wife or whatever the fuck bad is going on. And I feel now yeah. for that. And it took me many, many years. And I want young people to know, no matter what, I don't care if it's getting a ticket or a DUI or getting shoplifting or having an accident, killing somebody. Things happen. And of course it's tragic. Of course it's all bad. But if you keep living with it, if you can, and if you don't educate somebody, everything I do when I speak with my program now, and when I speak to big, big audiences, I, I try to let them know you have now an experience in life. You do. Whether it's that night in county jail, whether it's a weekend, whatever the fuck it is, that a lot of people don't have. And you can educate them on what not to do to do that. And you know you'll be saving a lot of people. And that's the story I'll tell you off air okay. what happened with me, and I didn't want to tell it all, all earlier. But we'll do that okay. ourselves. I want to say, first of all, yeah, I, I, time flies. I don't even know how long we've been doing this. Uh, almost longer than yesterday. No way. 
fucking uh, really? two hours and eleven minutes. So so basically nobody's listening at this point. No, they listen. <laughs> Believe me, we get it. Podcasts are different. Podcasts are different. Nothing I want to say. <clears throat> Nick doesn't want to listen anymore. He just no. <laughs> Nick knows a lot of this stuff. <clears throat> but no, uh I, I want to say first of all, thank you, thank you, thank you. What you did, you opened my show with something Nick didn't hear yet. And he's gonna hear it after we're done. Oh, he didn't hear it. He's told uh, me all the time. Nick is really good at that stuff. Oh, okay. And he's the one who's telling me I got to go live, which I, I want to tell people again. We are going to be going live every Friday. Starting not this one, next one. We're going to go live. I, we, I, I, I think that's going to be awesome because I think you'll you'll connect with your listeners. I think it's going to go. And, and I, I think you should do a, a like some type of question and answer. Do they send you messages? Oh, like, no, no, I do that. Is there a, what is it, a blog? Do you know? Uh, you might know the Rude Jude Show. Uh, no, I, I, you asked about, me about yeah, no. big show, and I did it with him, mm. and he's a great friend. And matter of fact, he just talked to me. He goes, "I want to let's do it again," and because we had so many people calling in about stuff, and I get great questions. So we're going to do that. Uh, we're going to do the live show, obviously, with with help with with, with people, and uh, we we're getting a new co-host with me. Uh, we're gonna have something different. Wait, I so this interview, this is my job interview. I'm not going to be your co-host. You did know, I not get the job? Layton. Son of a Layton. bitch. I'm going to tell Layton you didn't, God. you didn't fill out a... Wow. You told me you've never been on an interview. I've never been on an... Well... An official. So my interview for my job at Ocean 98 with Layton is when he took me on that boat I told you about that yeah, we went yeah. up to Cape May. And I said to him, I said, hey, man, I said, yeah, your friends are cool. He goes, he says, it doesn't matter what you think of them. Matters what they thought of you. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. So he said, he goes, yeah, that was your interview. Isn't that fucking great? I had the greatest interview ever. Ask him about that. I'll, I'll tell you that. I, I need a piece yeah, of paper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. It, it, I'm looking at our paper. Do we cover everything? Yes, we, we did. Oh, uh, you didn't no. talk to me about Man Cow. No, I did. I told you a little bit about him. Yeah, you did. Oh, how I met him. Eh, Don't worry about That's that. another long story. Do you want to hear one of the stories we were going to talk about? If you want to hear, do we have time for one quick story? Ah, no question. <clears throat> well, there's no, the fuck you want. You see what I said? Fuck. Uh, we hit the dump button. No, oh, that, no dump button. Very funny you had mentioned that because that's what it's about. You had asked me about when I had to get dumped. Oh, I got to hear that now. You know what you said to me earlier? You educated me again. You said, Larry, don't ever tell somebody about <clears throat> what you're going to say on the show right. and not go back. Well, we didn't tell them <clears throat> I, I about that. I don't know if we talked about oh, it or, we did. Or, or, or if I, we did this beforehand. But no, anyway, no, we did. Great story. Okay. I like my I, drink. I think I'll have a little more. Cheers. More drinks? Mm. So, all right. Oh, that's good. Back in back oh. to back to St. Martin. Laser 101 was my station. Oh. <clears throat> my show was from 6 to a 10 in the more. morning. I got to I got to drive home. Well, a little I'm, more. I'm, I'm good. He wants a half. No, I'm good. I, I guess got to drive home. So, so my show is from six to ten in the morning. Very like like Larry told you, it's very organized and, and scheduled. Very so well I got, done. I got I got a uh, a phone call from a listener. And now this I, is the, now I'll, I'll, let me emphasize to the, to the audience. Right, we're talking about the story where. <clears throat> You on my when I'm on your show, you mm-hmm. pretty much have your finger near the button. Right. You got eight seconds to cut me off if I say fucking bulldog. Yeah, so I hit that button and three seconds come off. And then if you swear again, I hit another three seconds. Yeah, it's an eight second delay. 
but it's broken up into three. three okay, so you can knock me down. Yeah, I can. Now, knock so down. that's yeah. what the dump button is. Right. Now you've mm-hmm. been doing radio for twenty five years. Right. Have you ever had a dump yourself? Okay. Here's the story. That's what I'm telling the audience. Okay. okay. So here's the story. I get a phone call on my show is about must have been about ten minutes or twenty minutes after seven. And it was a listener. I remember her name was Pat. I know Pat, and she was a listener. Oh, you knew her? I did. She, okay. she had called. It's a fucking island. They know everybody. Oh, okay. So anyway, so she oh, calls they had the up. Oh, button in Is yeah. it, Was that federal law? No. Yeah, kind of. They, they have what they, they don't have the FCC. They have something called the Bureau of Communication, which is what they had. That was the Bureau of Communication. Bureau. And are they strict too? At this point, we don't know. <laughs> so it's gonna be good. <clears throat> so. She calls me up and she tells me the story. There was a um, an orphanage on the island, and they were behind in their uh, electric bill, and they were going to close down the orphanage. Oh. And these kids were going to be out on the street. Oh, no, 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 no. That's so, what, we got to uh, raise the money. So that's what I I said. What? She goes, yeah. She goes. They, I said, well, how much they need? They they, they had to raise seven thousand dollars. That's what they had to raise. So she told me a story. She goes, yesterday, it was this was on a Monday, because she goes, yesterday, Sunday, Lloyd Richardson, Lloyd was a, a guy who had another radio show, state, a, a radio show on another station. On that, okay. Not on my station, but. Yeah, yeah. on goes, the islands, but not yeah. competing, not competing. With yeah, you. it was competing. It was another radio station. On the same time slot? I don't know when his show was on. Okay. It was just the station. Okay. So Lloyd, Lloyd was, I mean, he was a pretty well-known guy. So she said that yesterday, Lloyd Richardson ran a radiothon and they raised nine hundred dollars towards this and i said to my producer i said cancel the interviews today all the interviews i said we are doing a radiothon from now until 10 o'clock and we are going to try to raise the rest of was that it money. a 6 a.m to 10 show yeah so this was about 7 10 7 20 in the morning and i and, and, and I, right then you canceled <clears throat> the interviews i said cancel all the rest of the interviews I said, so you started this radio with no pre-production, pre-promotion. I didn't even know this was happening. Gotcha. Okay. So we had to raise. So un-bulldog like. (laughs) No, no, I didn't know the the orphanage was in trouble. You did not. So I said, so I said, so I said, stop. That's it. This show from now on, all we are doing is we are doing a radiothon and we are going to try to raise some money to help that place so they don't close down. I said, I can't let these kids go on the street. Let's go. So we started doing a radiothon. People calling in and making pledges and pledges and pledges. Now he raised nine hundred dollars. Um, we had to raise like another six thousand was our goal. Yeah, sixty one hundred to get to the seven. <clears throat> right. So we wanted to raise seven thousand dollars for them, right? So we started doing this and we kept going and we were getting calls and businesses and this and people were donating, donating, donating. So it was about now it's about man, it must have been about nine forty five in the morning. And we have just been rolling. I stopped I don't even know if I played commercials. We just freaking went right through. And, and, and uh, what number yet? I didn't know. So I had my my people were keeping totals, okay. And so they were telling you, know, be like, all right, we got a thousand dollars. I was like, oh, let's go, let's go, let's go. And we keep going, and we're going, and we're going. And so now it's like nine forty five, and I have got to piss like a racehorse. And I said, guys, because I, I was going to pee in my pants. I said, I got to step out of here. I said, and and I said, we'll we'll take this break, and we'll come back, we'll finish up, we'll do what we can. I didn't know what the numbers were. So my, I asked my people over there, I said, what do we have? You know, did how, you do, on I, air you do this? Yeah. I'm saying, how much money have we raised? So now I, I go to take a break. 
and I am heading out the door. Now, did they say the number on yet? Well, not at this, I was having them total it up. So I, I knew we were we were doing well, and so I get away from the board. I, I think I had a song. I put put something there. I forgot. I don't know what it was. And I start heading out, and I said, "How much do we raise?" And we were fourteen thousand two hundred dollars. Okay. So you double. <clears throat> so so, as I'm walking out, I go fourteen thousand two hundred dollars. Fuck Lloyd Richardson. <laughs> you know when you say that on air, and there's nobody to dump it. I'm I'm walking away out of. The, I'm not even near the dump button. And I said that, and I was like. And everybody shut up and looked at me, and I was like, I ran back to try to hit the dump button. Too late. <laughs> so it goes out there. Fuck, fuck Lloyd. Lloyd Richard. It was 14,000 doing it. Fuck Lloyd Richardson. Oh, my God. And and I had nothing and to do. And you against him. You just said. I like Lloyd. He was all right. And so, and I got back, and I was like, oh, my God. And then the owners of the station, my bosses, they come walking in. They're going, what did you do? <laughs> I said, I went, <laughs> I don't know. And so I played a song. I went to the bathroom because I was going to pee my yeah. and, and I came back and I came on the air and I just, you know, apologized. But the good news was we raised enough money to keep the kids there. We paid their electric bill. And the fine. And, and, and <laughs> I didn't get fined. The bureau wasn't listening, whatever it was. But Lloyd was listening. <laughs> so... Enemy. And, oh, everybody. So the first thing I did when I left that radio station, I went over to their radio station and I walked in there and I apologized to Lloyd. On his show. Right then and there. Good for you. That, that, I said, that's Lloyd, a big man. I, I, now, was it long I, I, after you did that? I mean, what? was it many <clears throat> years? Was it, I mean, since you did, you told him, fuck Lloyd. And then oh. you raised the money. How long after did you go back on his show? Right after my show. It was nine forty-five when I said it. I was at, I was at his station by ten thirty. Ah, he was still there. <clears throat> he was just at the station. He wasn't on the air, but he, I walked up to him. And I said, "Hey, Lloyd, I just want to apologize." He goes, "I heard." And he started laughing. Then I said, yeah, "It was nothing personal," and he knew that, so it was all good. But that was one time that I I, I did say, "Yeah," Fuck, but it would have been nice if he did that on the air, well, like his show or your show. Yeah, well, he didn't have a show. I I I, I apologize. He didn't have, he didn't a, have a show I, I, at, that, at that time. Okay, got you. No, he was on a Sunday when he did it. But but so that's when I swore on the air. And that's that, the only time? Um, really? I think so. I, I don't think I've ever had that. I, the, I, I've, you had the button hit on me. I mean, mm-hmm. on a couple of shows. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, you just did four or five. That's yeah. not, probably the first show. It's probably a lot more I didn't know it because I was uh, as, not as polished. Yeah. I consider myself polished now. You know that. You consider this polished? I'm just uh, kidding. <laughs> don't you? You know me. I, um. Actually, I, you I, know me personally. <laughs> I, I think, you know, Larry, I, I hope you get a lot of listeners on this because I think you're a, a great story. I think everything you're doing is for the right reason. I think that uh, I, I wish you the most success with this. And, you know, th- thanks, of course, to the people like the uh, Crooked Diamond Cigars and, and uwager.lv for supporting this. I think he it's knows a great them thing. better than I do. And, and you know what, guys? <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. If you really want to learn about Larry a little bit more, Gangster Redemptions, the book. Don't buy it on Amazon because people are. Don't buy it on eBay. You should. Have. They're trying to rip you off. Buy your it staff from found reali- that Reality Check Program Program dot com. That's where to buy the book. A great nineteen ninety five. It's a. It's a. And, steal I'll, it. and I'll sign it. I'll sign it. 
You absolutely, <laughs> you know, you you give me so many good ideas. You do. You give me some comedy cross promotion ideas. I've learned one thing in, in the YouTube world, and mm. it's a different than the, in the terrestrial world or even the TV <clears> world. Because I tell Billy Casario, he's a great friend of mine. He's uh, uh he big one of he's been he's, he's interviewed every president since Ronald Reagan. He's yeah. uh, been all over the world. Uh, amazing, amazing man. Close, close friend of mine. I go to his, he has a house in Fire Island, has a little West Jay, whatever. And I go out there. His father in law is Don Hewitt, founded 60 Minutes. Okay. Uh, one of the great guys in this world, one of the most. I'm doing I'm doing a cooking show with him, actually. Okay. So what happened, uh, Bulldog, is uh, him and I love what we do. And here's what we say all the time there's one thing different, Bulldog, than. In, in, in the YouTube world than there is in the TV world, the radio world. We don't really consider ourselves what we call uh, uh, competitors or stuff. You know, when you when you when you have a YouTube show and you're around the world, you know, I'm I'm proud of one. I mean, there's 17,000 people in the world in the world who got the million plaque that I have. I showed I, I showed that up there. That's people who have a million subscribers. Oh, okay. Not likes, right? Million subscribers. People who intentionally went there and want to listen. And to everybody, them. every subscriber pays $10? That's amazing. No, I wish. Oh, just <laughs> yes. Good idea. I think they should have to do that. Uh, but, you know, uh, Bill Dog, what my, my point to you is uh, I don't consider that. I consider we help a lot. And I'd love to work with people like you. Uh, people, one, I want to, again, at the end of the show today, I, I want to thank you again for all. What, first of all, that gift you gave me today was something I probably would have never did. Maybe with, with Nick or somebody now is pushing me and my son. People, I, I had a lot of stuff with Cheryl and everybody this weekend. And they really educated me, if you understand that. And I want to thank you, one, for the gift of the cigar thing. <laughs> Amazing. I want to also thank you for all that stuff you talked to me about. I mean off-air bulldog. You know, stuff that you say to me, like, you know, just try to help me. And, and and that comes out, I know it comes from your heart, and I know it comes from the right place. And, and I think that, it, to me, is amazing. Uh, and I, I really, really appreciate that uh, more than you know. Uh, I, I want to thank you again for coming on my show. I want to thank you for the invite. No, you, you, listen, that's an open invite. But, and because and the stories are... I'm telling you, the fucking time flies. Bulldog, it, it, it we does. just passed your last show. You Did know, we really? Oh, oh yeah, by, right. by a lot already. Really? Okay. Well, no, no. I don't well, give I, a I, fuck. I, I, okay. Joe Rogan, we're going with you. I just wanted to see, You had mentioned something about Reagan. You said this guy's interviewed every every president since Reagan. I march for Reagan. And that reminded me of a story that we talked about earlier that I just want to mention. You had asked me a compelling interview. And I told you it was the guy who was with Reagan. Ronald Reagan, the, okay. the, uh, the, the guy's uh, name, I, I just have to look it up, because if you ever read a book or listened to this interview, his name is Del Quinton Wilbur. I want to, did you have his contact? The, na the name of the book is Rawhide Down, The Near Assassination of Ronald Reagan. Right. That's, must have been his code name, Rawhide. Exactly. I couldn't think of what his code name was when you said Reagan. I was like, wait, wait. Rawhide Down is the book. If you ever get a chance to interview... Del Wilbur. Can you give me his number? I'll try. Yeah. His story is unbelievable. Being right there when Reagan got shot. I need to tell. I got to get this guy. I did. Yeah. There you go. Oh, Bulldog. Uh, <laughs> Larry, I'm telling you, you man. Yeah. It is amazing. 
Uh, I, I do want to say this, and I'll say it again. One, I want to thank my sponsors again. Olivia, Oliva, I want to be uwager.com. We're going to talk more about that. I'm going to give you another box of cigars right now. Okay. Uh, you have a box yourself, but I want to give you a box for, the, for your audience. Thank again, you. And you can give them out. Remember I said? One at a time. Oh, two at a time. Oh, no, so tomorrow anything morning. Anything you want to do. <clears throat> so tomorrow morning, you said that. Tomorrow morning, I am going to send the dude out on the street here, and we're going to give away cigars one at a time for people. Just show up and get a cigar. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> right out here. Yeah. Are there people I'll out send... here? There's nobody out in the mornings. Larry, please. Really? Yes. We'll get people showing up here for that. For sure. Tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. I'm going to be in here interviewing. Uh, you're, uh, you're going to interview Leighton Moore, um, the owner of Secrets and the radio station, and so much more. He's an unbelievable story. SecretsDistilling.com is his, his right. distilling. I, I I'm gonna, I, you I'm know, gonna... I'll tell you, I, I did not listen. To, you sent me a, a copy of our, our uh, sure. YouTube. I didn't listen to the whole thing. But um, I will listen to your interview with him just to hear about that. Uh, Leighton. Yeah, well, I already know what we talked about. No, I, you know, that's what everybody <laughs> says to me, Larry. I, I don't. In the beginning, when I learned about, and, and, I, and I learned how bad I was, I really did. That and, and I started getting mad about letting people tell the whole story because I, I, I just, I'm a storyteller and I have a zillion in them and I know it's wrong. Listen, I'm okay with being wrong. Believe me, all the time. And yeah. but, and I think everybody should just get better and I, I, and I want to keep getting better because I'm not going anywhere. It's 139 episodes you've done. Yeah. You've come a long way in 139. How many have you done? How many have I done? Thousands, thousands, thousands. I mean, well, geez, you have uh, 300 uh, days what? a year times 20 years. Yeah, 20. I mean, and how many two in two, two a show? Interviews? More than that. Sometimes oh, I, do, I, I do three or four interviews. I'm over 20,000. I know that. Wow. I, that's, yeah. that's just experience. That's all. Over 20,000. And and people, if you don't know what we're talking about, I really want you to go to ocean98.com. I want you to go there too. And I mean that. Yeah. Ocean98. And I would love for you to call in and say, hey, Heard John Larry show. Oh, that'll happen now. And it's funny because Ocean ninety eight is is in Ocean City, Maryland. I did the golf tournaments with uh, oh, yeah. Bulldog. I used to be a pretty good golfer. Thirty eight there over there. Uh, pretty good. I yeah, shot. I, I, I shot. And I saw it in his book. Yeah, go, yeah. I catch on that. I shot a thirty eight <laughs> on the front. I shot a fifty five. And Admiral War Admiral, uh, the uh, uh, course. Yeah. Uh, it's unbelievable. Well, 38 was very I don't give a fuck. I'm like a 20 handicap. Listen, That's throw right. to 55. <laughs> if I had a place to wager, I would wager on it. No, <laughs> now you could, right. we're going to get going. Yeah. I really want to thank you. And I mean that from my heart. And I can't wait to do it again. I will be back here. I got the RV. Yeah, and Nick yeah. Nick is going to have all the, I mean, like all the stuff we have to get done. Yeah. We already talked about a few for the minutes. And it starts getting done. And then I'll have it to the mechanic to make it with my brother's shit and everything else. Thank you again, Bulldog. One of the great, great guys in the world. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I wish your wife well. Thank I love your business. I love everything you do. Yeah. And Likewise. Uh, right I, back at you. Yes. And thank you again. Sponsor. Great. And please, check us out. I want everybody out there to make good choices. I don't want you to make choices where I went. Uh, and if you have problems, find the help. Make sure you get the right people. And... Have a great day, everybody. And we're going to do something special today. What's that? I'm going to play my intro on the outro. Oh. Just so people can hear it no, again. Uh, no, go back. Okay. Uh, see that? Look, he, I'm getting help. And up oh, there it is. And I'm going to play our out, uh, outro song right now. And thank you very much. Make good choices, everybody.
That was good. Fucking great. Yeah. All right. Holy fuck, it's a quarter to six. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's quarter to six.